Hi there, Creep fans. It's cool school. I'm Jared Duncan. This I'm, other guy. I'm, what's this uh, guy's name? Huh? Wake I don't up. know. You, you Wake up. off. I, am I RJ Baylock? Yeah. Am I, I well, Jared Duncan? I, I don't know. know. You're wearing a an RJ mask. I, I don't know for sure. Could be skin. <sighs> Got to take your word for it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if you're not RJ, maybe you'll do a better job. Hey. So, quote-unquote RJ, how are uh-huh. you doing today? I'm pretty fresh. Feeling pretty good. Yeah. J- just got out of a uh, quadruple baby shower, so um, I'm uh, pretty liquored. Feeling good. Yeah. That, that's what happens at baby showers, right? Uh, not most people's. Oh, come on. You don't you don't think there's a couple old dads at baby showers that are just hitting the booze pretty hard? Sad asshole ones, yeah. Mm, no one was sad at this one. Everyone was pretty happy to be yeah, there. Yeah, well, because they were drinking. Well... I heard you did some drinking last night. I did no such thing. Uh, because you're a nerd? Uh, no, because I know what I have to do the next day, and I like to do it, like, you know, feeling full of pep, and I don't know. What did you have to do today? I think you watched, what, six movies? Uh, and groceries, and vacuuming, and dishes, and cooking fucking ribs today. Oh, it's delicious, RJ. Delicious God. ribs. I, I do that hungover all the time. Yeah, very slowly. No... And do you watch five movies? Uh, I got two movies in today. Yeah. Did yeah. You... Yeah. Great. I'd watch two. One was even One was even at the theater. How do you like them apples? Wow. The lights were on in the theater? And there was a garbage bag full of popcorn on a table at the back that you just were allowed free game at. Uh, you'll have to tell me more about that. Uh, it was uh, my two nieces. Their birthdays are about two weeks apart. So uh, my brother uh, and his wife had a party at the movie mill. And they got the whole theater out. And so we were at the theater at 10 in the morning today. Uh-huh. And the movie mill just loaded up garbage bags full of popcorn. And uh, they put them at a table at the back. And they had big big uh p- pitchers that were full of soda and then there was even some cotton candy and it was just free game so it's like a it's a real feed lot it was a family feed bag yeah yeah so uh we even actually made off with one of the garbage bags at the end ah so at the theater i assume you watched like some ghastly horror film yeah we watched um what's that one uh what's that uh, code red movie you were talking about or the rape one uh, oh, uh, Red to Kill. Red to Kill, yeah. Nice. They, they brought in that one, did they? Well, they have it They have it on hand always yeah. because it's in such high demand. We were actually lucky we had gotten to watch it because I think if that didn't work, we were going to watch that uh, Serbian film. But yeah. um, that one was being taken also. Bur- birthday kid favorites. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They, well, kids like being spooked. Yeah. The one, the the older girl, she turned five, so she's ready for the spook city. Hmm. There you go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. So yeah, yeah. So I got two movies in today. Nice. I'm doing good. Good. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. No. Uh, last night I just uh, went to two Halloween parties mm. that were happening like six blocks apart from one another. Dang, girl, look uh, at you go. Yeah, I would have invited you, but I knew you had some catching up to do. Oh, oh, Jer. Yeah, I probably would have been. Uh, I got invited to a Halloween party last night too, but I chose to do uh, the manly thing and uh, watch a couple movies instead. That's good. That's admirable. 
I was also actually really tired, so yeah. I didn't feel like it. Because if I went out, I probably would have been out late, and then, you know. You know. So, hey, hey, you never told us what was your uh, Halloween costumes. Well, uh, after we spoke on uh, Wednesday, uh, that very night, I actually went out and bought some 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 masks. Some masks. Sp- masks. Some spooky masks. Is that all? It was masks. Like you were wearing your like a t-shirt and jeans, and then a mask. Basically, yeah. So what'd you spook up? Well, uh, I could post one of the photos. Uh, well, the first one I had uh, was to go along with Chanel's. Uh, Chanel got a really great, uh, just like skull face mask that had this like really wonderful like jutting out chin uh, that she wore with some like uh, skeleton gloves and a little one of those plastic uh, scythes that the old Grim mm-hmm. Reaper sports. Uh, so she pulled it off quite well and sort of like the perfect kind of like cheap Halloween costume like under like twenty bucks that looks really great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she managed that. My idea was always just be like a guy wearing a Halloween mask was going to be my costume. Um, oh, that's that that is my uh, that's my style. I've actually gone to a Halloween party and dressed up in like I don't know f- first second year of university. So which was like thirty years ago. Yeah, like yeah, something like that. Uh, it's been a while, and so yeah. Uh, one thing I forgot <laughs> though was because these were house parties. Uh, mm-hmm. Wearing masks that like fully cover your face is not a great idea Cause because it's hot. Well, you well it's hot, but the second thing is you walk in and no one knows who you are, um, and so and you can't talk with people until you ruin and go hi. I know I'm so and so, and then they're like, oh, okay, and then you have like okay, do I continue having this conversation? Because it's like when we've got to the one place. It was like not very busy just yet, and so you're like, oh, it's like people just standing around an island in a kitchen, and mm-hmm. so I'm like, here I am with this mask flipped up on top of my head. At this point, it was just it was like an, uh, also a skull mask, um, mm-hmm. and chatting away. And then when people actually started like filling up the place uh, with like Rambo costumes mm-hmm. and uh, burrito costumes, uh, beer can costumes, Macho Man Randy Savage costumes. Uh, mm-hmm, so it started mm-hmm. to fill up the place and then you just kind of blend in more and then you can go bust out some real masks and then not have the need to attract to anybody. And then it's yep. really weird because then people don't even remember how you came in dressed and they don't realize it's you anymore. And Nor do they care. They look. They definitely look because my one mask, uh, I, I was I, I was kind of proud that I got a mask that did get a response. It was a werewolf mask. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like, uh, like Peach Fuzz in the movie Creep. Did you, I don't know if you ever watched mm-hmm. that on Netflix. Uh, no. No. So, yeah, th- th- that's like, it's just literally a guy wearing a werewolf mask. And that was like kind of the look I wanted because that mm. really, that put some people off. Cause that was like a uh, frequent comment I got from uh, particularly women who, uh, one woman particularly, uh, she said, Matt, what the fuck? That's like a rape mask. <laughs> oh. Yeah. It's just a, mm. it's a werewolf mask. And I went, oh, awesome. I'm really glad about that. Well, that's kind of fitting for you, I guess. Putting up the vibe. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what was the best costume, worst costume that you saw? Um, We were talking about this. There was a guy. I don't know if if I'd call this the worst costume. It was just kind of sad. It was just like chubby dude wearing like uh, like a bunch of like uh, just like cotton, cotton ball stuff. And he was a cloud. And it was very. He was like, I don't know if he was a sad, uh-huh. a sad cloud because like these, this shit just was like falling off of him at a rapid mm-hmm. rate. Like it was just all over the floor. It was really, mm-hmm. really lame. <laughs> and people, yeah. uh, one of the better costumes was actually by uh, the host Dana. Uh, he was rocking the Edward Scissorhands look. Uh, Ooh, nice. nice. He, he pulled it off quite well. 
He found a perfect mm-hmm. wig for it, and uh, I think he made his own scissor hands. Did he? Yeah. Uh, the other one that uh, was pretty good was this guy came in wearing a coffin, like an open-faced coffin, hmm. and uh, he was just walking around in this giant coffin costume. Um, so it's like, what are you supposed hmm. to do with this now? <laughs> Again, the practicalities of Halloween costumes. Um, I don't know. You can't. You just can't win. Yeah. Um, yeah. You just you just gotta not be a chump and just do it. Yep, that's right. It's um, not always comfortable. It's not always appro- or appropriate or even legal. But you just gotta do it. Yeah. If it feels good, do it. Okay, uh, that'll be my defense at my court trial. Yes, dates. yes. It feels uh-huh. it felt good, so I did it. It worked for John Travolta. He got off. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I went to, yep. couple, went to a couple parties. Uh, my friend Corey came along. He drank, he, he went RJ style. He pounded <gasps> back nine beers in like two Ooh, and a half shit. hours. And uh, was he okay? <laughs> yeah, he's, he was trying to, he was, he was trying to say how he wasn't drunk, but that's usually the, yeah. a big sign. Um, was he as uh, composed as I was when you took me to wrestling and I drank a case of beer? Oh, no, he wasn't at all. You, you yeah, see, well, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of practice to be a veteran alcoholic like me. Yeah, you you hold yourself together actually fairly well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you've never seen me really into it. You've never seen me on uh, hard liquor. That's a whole other ball game. Oh. So usually, if I stick to beer, I, I I know how to manage myself and I can go pretty good. But uh, okay. Yeah, maybe one day. Well, that's nice. I'm glad. What did what did Corey dress up as? Uh. <laughs> He, I, bomber? I, I kind of didn't give him much notice, and uh, so he just kind of like grabbed some something he had in his closet. It was like a South African railroad guard shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So he has one of those for some reason. Uh, perhaps Josh Fraser can speak to this. Maybe that's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. And he had some uh, tactical pants, and that was mm-hmm. his, that was his costume. Um, it just mm-hmm. he just looked like a guy um, wearing camo. Um, mm-hmm. and he should have went as mustard. Yeah, perhaps you have to get a yellow shirt then. No, you could have a white shirt and still write mustard on it, and then actually just hit it with some mustard. That'd be fine too. That'd be fine too. Have Have you yeah. done this in a pinch? Uh, I've done I've done more with less. Let's just say that. Okay, I totally believe this. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So anyway, costumes and uh, yeah. Party number one was fine. A lot more dancing going on there. Uh, went to party number two, and that seemed to be the vomit party because nice. uh, we, while we were there, um, actually before the party even started at that place, uh, our friends of ours, they had a plot for the person putting on the host uh, where they would all print off masks of this man and wear faces mm-hmm. of him, and they got mm-hmm. together about 25 people all wearing this guy's face and all showed up at his house at the exact same time. So that was one nice, of those. That nice. was that was an event. Um, mm-hmm. But then I think even at that point, one guy was vomiting behind a garbage can. Like so, this is at eight thirty. And uh, excellent. Yeah. And then when we got there, uh, you know, I didn't have to use the washroom, but I was hearing that uh, the bathrooms were no goes because they were just mm-hmm. vomitoriums. So I don't know what people do. Um, I don't miss drinking. <laughs> Uh, we were home by like 10 after 12 and I was able to get another movie in. So I feel pretty mm. happy about that. Mm. Oh, you, uh, you did pretty good, I guess. I did. Yep. Saw, you know, saw people, all that stuff. Uh, but I hey. think it would have been nice if you had a few hot toddies. 
mm-hmm. you know, a spritzer or something, and then you came home a little, you know. <laughs> a little wild and crazy. A little wild and crazy. Next time. Will Andrea yell at me? Will she? Would she? Will she? Like, yeah, would, she, would she yell at me if I was at my house? Would she text me angrily? Mm, doubtful. Yeah. She's she's so apathetic to it now. Oh, there's like there's like nothing that can phase her because you, you've she's her. been th- she's been through the worst and it only ever got worse. So it was like <laughs> you either just it, it, it either just has to like go past you and you move on or uh, or you just slowly fall into depression and die. Outstanding, and that's the feel uh-huh. that we want to capture here on Google School. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we haven't even started talking about what we're here for. All right, RJ, with your Yo. voice that you just did. Uh, <laughs> what, how, how do you want to you get started here? What, what have you been uh, creeping on? You want me to get started? Do it. Dang, I. Uh, where did we leave off? Ooh, yeah, killer workout. That's where we left off. That's a good show. I talked about it last time. Yeah, everyone should watch that. Uh, so next, I got uh, my J horror movie in. Um, I wanted, I had a bunch on my list, but I only actually got one, so I don't think I'm gonna get any more. That's fine. Uh, this is the guy who made Ringu, um, Hideo Nakata, I believe is how you say his name. Perfect. 2002, uh, a little ditty called Dark Water. Mm-hmm. Some people might know the remake with Jennifer Connelly. They do. Yeah, I I knew that. I had no idea it was J horror. But I mean, that's what well, lots of horrors like. Some people don't know that the ring was J horror either. Mm, that they're pretty ignorant then. Well, you'd be surprised. I'm not surprised by people being yeah. ignorant. Yeah. So uh, I watched a Dark Water movie. Yeah, you busted uh, open. I, you busted open my brand new Blu-ray from uh, Arrow. Actually, there, yeah. There's a few that I have here that were wrapped in plastic. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're not getting those back. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm just gonna give you the the ones that were clearly bought at King of Trade. Okay. I'll give you those ones back. I'm the, keeping the rest. The scummy ones. Yeah, the the used copies because I mean, who knows what happened to that DVD case when it was in its previous owner? Oh, he could have put it had it in his butt crack for like three <laughs> days. You don't know. You don't know. Uh, have you ever talked about on the show your uh, cleanliness stuff? Your uh, your fear of pubes. <laughs> What do you mean, fear of you? <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, okay, well, I guess if that's a, a fear, then sign me up because, no, I would not like other people's pubes on me. I don't, I guess. Uh, My point is you never know what other people do with their stuff, okay? Mm-hmm. So I like things fresh, baby, so you, like so Subway. You, so you don't use libraries. Uh, I don't, sometimes I don't mind libraries, but every now you'll get a book and there'll be like a huge fucking booger just squished (laughs) into the page. And it is, you can tell. And you're just like, Oh God, because then you get thinking, you're like, if they, if they had the fucking audacity to squish a booger in a book, what else did they do to that book? What they have it in their butt crack for three days? Like, geez, (laughs) I also don't like used books because people take them on in, onto the toilet and it's like but, yeah, they're th- like touch, touching their genitals and sometimes dudes like wipe their butt and then they move <laughs> the book and it's like you don't know what gets transferred contact is all he doesn't even need contact it's in the air man mm-hmm. it's in the air yeah so yeah i'm giving you back all your used copies um, I opened them up with uh, rubber gloves and I put them in my burner DVD player that only plays used DVDs ah. so that uh, I never cross germs. No boogies. No bugs. Have, 
I you can't say that's never happened to you though. You opened up a used book and there was a booger in it. Oh, I've I've found all sorts of like weird stuff on paper, the printed page, my friend. Yeah, like, exactly. Things where I go, is that blood? And then I just go about my business and continue reading. Is that is that semen and blood? <laughs> oh God. Yeah. So, anyways, germs are gross. Uh, so yeah, I cracked open a fresh DVD and a, a or a Blu-ray even, and yeah. that was nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I watched Dark Water. Um, I actually, I thought this was pretty good. It's not great. Yeah, um, it didn't. It's I, so I had never seen the remake either. Right? No. Let's, I'll, I'll start with that. I've never seen that American remake, so I had I didn't really know what this was about. I knew it was about an apartment building, and um, water. But uh, no, I've never seen the remake, so. I actually thought it was pretty good. It's like a lady and her daughter move into an apartment building. And then the lady notices there's like water damage coming from the ceiling. Like there's a drip. And then it kind of progresses and they start seeing stuff. And there's ghosts and there's missing children. It's it's like a lot of J-horror. Yep. There's like a, there's like a subtle Hair. thing that starts it. Yeah. And then it leads into other stuff. But no, I thought it was actually pretty good. Um, I think it's a little long. And there's a few walls, so I don't think it's. It, it never really wowed me. It's, it's second tier. It's second tier J yeah. yeah, I wouldn't. Um, I would never recommend it to people over other, like Japanese horror. Like if someone wanted to get into it, I would recommend like some of the good shit first to get you into it. Like I think you gave me some good uh, J horror, and then I was like, ooh yeah, baby. And now mm-hmm. like stuff like Dark Water is like I like it. Yeah. Um, it's just it's nothing super good but i did i do like ghost stories i think it's like a nice somber little ghost story right right right. you know Uh, what i mean do you recall what the good japanese horror is off the top of your head that i lent you because uh suicide club was really good yeah because well that movie like kind of isn't is not even quite uh j horror it it blurs that line because it's got some horrific elements to it though but yeah yeah, I uh, I could look if I tagged it, but I use mm. tags so sparsely yeah, that um, in- inconsistently that in a way that it maddens me, as you probably are aware. <laughs> well, it's because a lot of the times tags are bullshit, anyways. Um, because it's like they're not bullshit, RJ. If you use them some, properly, sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. Oh, they work great. Uh, they work. Have, great. Have, you, have, I'll, hey, have you watched Hasu yet? Uh, you mean the future creep? House? Uh, yeah. That's a criterion, isn't it? Yeah, way, way down the line, but uh, no. you haven't seen that, eh? No. Yeah, there's some good... Would you recommend it? Uh, I think you might get a kick out of it. Uh, it's a pretty popular one with the, the hipster kids. With the hipster kids? Actually, there's a bunch... Like, a lot of the... Like, there's, like, good uh, older Japanese horror that Criterion has put out, like Onibaba, mm-hmm. which we'll be getting to sooner than later. Karenko. I'm just skimming through. Pulse. Pulse is good. Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah no i uh, i watched pulse pulse was good i just pulled up my letterbox stats yeah and uh to see what i've watched from japan and apparently the lawnmower man is a japanese movie mm. according to letterboxd and same with uh the classic uh george romero film dawn of the dead huh so i don't know if letterbox is just fucked well but... it's just somebody has labeled something and because they're they're cool i guess because they're cool um, I watched Audition last year. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I do not like uh, Takeshi uh, Mike, uh, Takeshi Mike or whatever his yeah. name is. Uh, I, I like, like, uh, like Takeshi Mike. That's good. 
Takeshi Mike. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's his movie that really sucks? Oh, yeah. Uh, that would be Ishii the Killer. Oh, yeah. I hate that movie. It's so bad. <laughs> um, Maribito. That was a pretty good J-horror. Yeah. Um, and one more man, obviously. Oh, obviously. Uh, I think there's more, but I don't think... I think there's something wonky on Letterboxd. But yeah, Paulson's Suicide Club were really good. Yeah. So um, anyways, what I was talking about? Darkwater. Darkwater. Yeah, no, it's it was a good show. Yeah. Uh, I liked it. Um, I, I think I, I have a little bit of a bias. Um, I do like ghost stories. Uh, I like ghost stories that are good. And there's a lot of bad ones. So this one that like, even though it wasn't amazing, it wasn't bad. So... I do like it for that. What makes um, a what makes a bad ghost story? Basically, if it's American, <laughs> there there are some good American ghost ones. I don't know. I think uh, like you ever seen Thirteen Ghosts? Uh, the, which Tony one? <laughs> the remake? Yeah, uh, with you know, Tony Shalhoub. I've, I've seen neither version of Thirteen Ghosts, but you know, I do have. Um, there's a list. I think it's like the AV Club had like uh, they used to do this great feature like 24 hours of horror, and they'd get guests to come in and like book a 24 hour marathon of movies that they like. And Carrie yep. King of Slayer, uh, mm-hmm. he he put together a list, and 13 Ghosts was on it. And like amongst like some other stuff, I was like, ugh. But I was like, that's like one of the last movies on that list that I have never seen. That and Legion, uh, the one with uh, oh, yeah. uh, Paul Bettany and uh, yeah, Brad Dourif's in that. Oh, is he? Well, yes, he is. There you go. Well, one day I'm going to watch both those movies. But mm-hmm. uh, so ghosts anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, I'd i have to think about that. Actually, I don't really know what makes a good ghost story. I think it's um, it's kind of like remember when we watched Black Coat's Daughter and I really like that. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily a ghost story, but I think that's got the right feel for a ghost story. Right. It's kind of like that slow burn kind of and then it escalates like uh, extremely. Like it's kind of a slow burning, and then it's like then all of a sudden it's a little girl stabbing the fuck out of people, and you're like, "Ooh, shit, that's a good ghost story." <laughs> so, uh, Darkwater was okay. Nice. Um, I liked it. Yeah, it's if been you a like while. It's been a while since I've seen it now, but I remember watching it and being like, "That was good," but not like it didn't have that wow factor that uh, Starbucks yeah. looks in for uh, employees. Ah, uh, yeah, that wow factor. Yeah. Mm. You want to talk about wow factor? Yeah, I do. Uh, Next, I watched my Argento film for the year. Uh, I have another one. I actually might get Inferno done this year, too, and Two Evil Eyes, but I watched Tenebre. Oh. Uh, I had no idea that Suspiria, Inferno, and Tenebre are are part of a trilogy. They're not. Is this? No. But they're packaged together. Yes. There is there is a uh, Blue Underground Blu-ray that I guess might have that in there. But no, the, the, the trilogy, there's like the witch trilogy, which is Suspiria, Inferno, and his more recent movie, Mother of Tears. That is yeah. the trilogy. Well, I pull, like, uh, my friend was like, why did you watch them out of order? He's like, isn't Inferno the next? And I was like, I don't know. I was like, Tenebre has nothing to do with no. Suspiria. But I pulled up, in like, you gave me your copy of Inferno, and on the back it says part of the mother's trilogy yes and it yeah so and that says like suspirian what should say mother of tears oh okay well whatever i i I was i was like is it they're not really connected they're not no so um tenebre i guess is what you would call a giallo yeah can you tell me i don't know what that means was there a guy named giallo that made mysteries okay you don't know that whole thing okay so uh i i know i know what a giallo is but i don't know okay so so giallo is italian giallo is means yellow in italian and what that what what the importance of that is that i guess like in the like 
fifties and sixties, like post-war Italy. Um, all their like the way they published books then was all their crime mystery murder mystery books were printed in mm-hmm. these yellow covers. And mm-hmm. so it just kind of correlated to like, oh, hey, when they made movies and they kept making these movies because they were successful, uh, yeah. they started calling them giallos because they were like based on those stories. They had like the elaborate mm. titles that like are like odd and they just stand out. Um, but that's about it. Like it's sort of like a catch all. And I mean, there's a confusing line mm-hmm. between like what's a giallo and what's a slasher film sometimes. Right. Um, and so like. And then you wind up with things like American Giallos, which I think we talked about yeah. last week with like uh, Eyes of Laura Mars, uh, and I even watched another one this week. But uh, yeah, it's it's all it is. It's just kind of a subgenre of like it's like a, it's a cross between murder mystery and horror. Okay. And uh, usually there there's like some sort of ridiculous deaths and like black gloved killers. Yeah. Uh, there's a there's like lots of red herrings. Uh, but I mean, <laughs> in my mind, like a giallo would be straight out like it has to be directed by an Italian. Uh, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter where it's shot because our, our dentists started shooting stuff in America or abroad and stuff like that. But like they're still giallos. And there's actually uh, a movie called Giallo starring Adrian Brody. <laughs> And, then, <gasps> and it is a giallo directed by Argento, and apparently it's a big old piece of crap. Yeah, well, a lot of that later day Argento is, it seems. I've only – so I've, I don't know. I, I'm in a weird boat with Argento. There's yeah. some stuff I've seen that I think is really good. Yep. And then there's other stuff that is I've seen that is real bad. Yeah. Uh, like Trauma was really fucking bad, which is later day Argento. And then uh, I didn't like Deep Red very much. Yeah. Um, I thought it was okay, but I didn't. I didn't think it was that great. But Suspiria and Phenomena are, are the dopest. Yeah. Um. So I watched Tenebre. Uh, me and Andrew watched this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is about a American or an author yes. who goes to visit Italy I book, believe, or yeah. Rome. Book, book yeah. Tour. He, yeah, Amer- American writer who goes to Rome and then uh, people start dying and it's kind of connected to the book that he's touring. Like yeah. some of the deaths, the people have like the book pages shoved in their mouth and then like someone else that dies, uh, like met him on his book tour and there was like a big scene. And so people think it's him, but then there's people who are dying when he's like not there and it's like, oh, it can't be him. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a mystery. It's like, well, who is killing these people? Uh, it it was actually a while ago that I watched, no, only a week, I guess, but I don't remember it that much. Uh, I remember me and Andrea both liked it. Uh, I thought it was a lot better than, um, Deep Red. Shoot. Uh, yeah, Deep Red for sure. Uh, it's got, I think this one has Goblin in it, which, uh, is always that fucking, the the song in this movie is so good. Mm -hmm. And there's like, cause there's like the one, the thing I, when I think of this movie, there's a, three things i remember uh one is there's like the really awesome panning shot that they've built this whole like camera apparatus that kind of like pivots uh mm-hmm. on this grid and it's all inside the building and it's playing yeah. like the iconic music and it's like the two women getting ready and they're getting changed and the music just mm-hmm. like is playing along because like the camera is the the killer i guess and it's like mm-hmm. it's so great like it, that scene's amazing uh the second thing i remember is the dog chase scene with the, oh, yeah. with, the with the doberman where you're like ha yeah. huh, ah i made it over the fence there's no way that dog can get me now and then the dog hops and climbs the fence and it's like mm-hmm. holy shit i didn't know dogs could do that <laughs> yeah like that that is like such a freaky scene um 
because yeah, it, most people assume dogs just stop and they just climb at doors and they go mm-hmm. rough, rough, rough. I'm, I'm, I'm foiled. But no, they can do that. They can do all sorts of things. And the third, third thing I remember is the ending being like mm-hmm. it's just like it's just crazy, violent, and stabbing. Yeah. So uh, uh, that thing, the dog with the fence, uh, when we were watching it, Andrew was like, why does that fence look so weird? She's like, that's not a normal ass fence that you would just have somewhere. Yeah. And then the dog jumped over it. She's like, oh, that's why that fence is yeah. weird. He was like, it, it was like kind of made so the dog could climb it easier. Yeah. But dogs can climb all sorts of shit. They're oh, nimble, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that Doberman seems pretty good. Uh, so yeah, the ending is like fucking ultra violent and it is dope there's arms getting cleaved off there's dudes getting spiked in the face um (laughs) the ending is wicked good i think that's why i actually liked it quite a bit um yeah there there's a few slower parts in this movie that you're kind of like uh there always is but there always is um this one i think for the most part is pretty good because there's there isn't too many dips in it um, and then you have, uh, also a classic American horror actor, John Saxon from, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and black, your favorite black Christmas. That dude's in this. He's pretty cool. Yep. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, no, the ending is really cool. There's a, uh, some good ultra violence, which, uh, Argento usually throws in a little bit. Like sometimes his movies don't have violence and then you're like, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Argento. Uh, but no, Tenebrae was pretty good for, um, oh yeah, I remember. Uh, it was a lizard in a woman's skin. Uh, that was the other Giallo I watched this yeah. Creeptober, and I didn't like that one. So, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what it was that made this one more interesting or better, but uh, uh, I don't know. It, ca- it held your attention. Yeah. It was fast, for the most part, and uh, had that sweet score. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Tenebrae. It was pretty good, man. I liked it. Good. Yeah, no, that's uh, definitely one of the better Argentos. Yeah. And again, uh, and, and yet again, another uh, brand new Blu-ray. you got to watch that one. Yeah, exactly. Unlike the other movie I watched, which I had to use rubber gloves to get out of the case because <laughs> it had a King of Trade wrapper on it. Which one? Uh, alien Raiders. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, so I got my other Alien fix in. I wanted more Alien movies this year, but um, I, there was a bunch that were on YouTube and without having internet at first i was burning through stuff and now i i do have internet but it's like it's like i'm just trying to cram stuff in so anyways i watched alien raiders on your recommendation mm-hmm. while you being an, an alien man yeah yeah so i remember you described this movie as you see the cover in a store and you're like oh <laughs> you're like oh that doesn't look good but then you watch it and you're like well that's pretty good yeah um, and it is pretty good. Yep. Uh, so this is fairly new. I think it's like 10 years old. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wait, like newer compared yeah. to the other well, shit I was watching. Sure. Um, so this one is a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes place in a grocery store uh, where there's people shopping. Uh, it's Christmas season. And then a bunch of masked people come in to hold up the sto- store. But uh they have this dude who kind of looks like he has FAS and he's got like eyes that are a little too spaced out and they call him spooky and he goes and touches people in the face and he either says that they're clear or not and the people who are not they like kill so everyone's like what's going on and because these people are like killing some of the people in the store uh, and then later you kind of find out that uh, it is because these guys have um, 
uh, there's a couple that are like scientists, like this foxy lady who is like a um, double PhD biologist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they found a meteor that crashed and they found an alien and they've been fighting these aliens for a while. And these aliens are like kind of cockroachy slug things that like go on your spine or some shit. Yeah. They're like alien bugs that <laughs> infest you and you don't even know you have it. So they're like going around trying, they know that there's a big one there. So they're going to kill it. But, uh, the people in the grocery store don't know that. And then it becomes kind of like a, a stake or a holdout between guys in a grocery store and cops outside yeah yeah Uh, so this one's pretty good uh it is an alien movie but i think this could have just as easily been anything else like it didn't have to be aliens it could have been like a germ (laughs) and and then that would have been fine too but then you Uh, couldn't have called it alien raiders rj that that's true that's true uh no this this one's actually not bad like um it's kind of like you're saying it's uh for what you think you're gonna get it's a lot better than that um it is like you can tell it's kind of like a cheap shot on digital type of deal yeah uh, some of the actors aren't great some of the uh practical effects stuff ain't great i think it's got like cgi gun flashes mm. at some points where like the gun shoots and it's like the cgi little spark and you're like ooh, <laughs> but uh it's not none of it is like so bad that it totally pulls you out of it so it's uh if, if you're like me and you like them aliens it's it's worth a watch yeah i mean i guess like yeah uh when you go in expecting like something to be just like total like bottom of the rung like shithouse independent like sh- yeah straight to video kind of stuff this is like mm-hmm. miles above where it has to be um and mm-hmm. it's just it's fine it's good it's enjoyable but yeah not like saying you should go out of your way to watch this either <laughs> well if you like aliens yeah like rj <clears throat> like me yeah. so uh yeah no this was a this was a solid Jarrett pick yeah i think it was uh it was appropriately planned Good. I'm glad. So, I think I even I think I even bought that at King of Trade for you to borrow. Ah, see, it, it it, you're paid, not a total monster. Paid, it finally paid off. Knowing you. Yeah. 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 No, I think uh, there there's one perk to having you as an acquaintance in this life. <laughs> that's right. And you use yeah. the term acquaintance lately. Like, uh, yeah, that's in quotations. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, that was some for me. Do you want to go off a little bit? Yeah, I'll go off. I'll go off hard. I watched. uh, This was a Jared in his office watching stuff on YouTube pick. Uh, Yeah. um, I saw somebody, actually saw a couple people in Letterboxd watch this all like around the same time. Uh, This movie called Cthulhu Mansion. Mm, That sounds Uh, cool. I was like, whoa, that that, that cover is like one of those, um, it's like the skull poster that i always yep. see it's like a half skull face and it's on books it's on dvds it has nothing to do with anything whatsoever and then mm-hmm. but i see cthulhu and i go what the hell is this and why haven't i ever heard of this and i have like all these books on like lovecraft movies and stuff this doesn't really get brought up too often but there mm-hmm. it was um and then i looked it up and it's directed by one jp simon uh, who you might recall is the director of such classics as slugs and pieces Oh, yeah, I know that guy. Yeah, so this is kind of him uh, during the period where he's, like, winding down in, like, 1991. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I've actually got about two more of his movies I have to watch, inc- uh, including the one called The Rift. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know if it's going to happen this year. But anyway, 
Cthulhu Mansion. Uh, this is a movie. It's about a stage magician uh, mm-hmm. who got up to no good several years ago, uh, resulting in the death of his wife uh, during a performance, him just like setting her on fire. Um, and now he's kind of like, uh, he's taking up these like sideshows that he can take where he can because people don't really trust him anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this like somehow results in him and his like silent bodyguard uh, and new partner uh, being like taken hostage by these like late 80s uh, thugs, goons, uh, mm-hmm. punks that are like punks. Punks. Yeah, they scored some, some coke. Uh, because they just ripped somebody off. It's all very vague how this all gets all tied together. The first hour of this movie is super forgettable because <laughs> um, all it is is like the setup stuff and like these characters being just assholes, treating the people really badly. Um, so they go back to the magician's mansion. Uh, and they're mm-hmm. going to like they're holding up there because the hideout from the police, and so they can also set up a deal where they can like get money back from this drug dealer they owe money to and sell this cocaine. And this you're at this point you're just like yeah, this is exactly like a H.P. Lovecraft story. Um, oh yeah, he he was totally into coke, right? Yeah, absolutely. Or was that Stephen King? Well, uh, well, Stephen King since used it all, so. Uh, right. Yeah, right. Uh, so anyway, uh, things what happens is they start like searching through the house. Uh, they go through a safe, and in the safe there's a book that just says Cthulhu on the front of it. Um, and then they go down to the basement, <laughs> and there's a giant locked room, uh, double barred in, and there's like weird sounds coming from behind it. Uh, there's the whole trope of like the his assistant who's his daughter. There's like a giant painting of this guy's wife also in uh, the house, and they look a lot alike. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think the the spoopy thing about it, the is, what spoopy, not it's not quite. Uh, could you clarify not, what that means? It's like it's not it's like spooky, but failing to be uh, actually spooky. It's it's, it's mm. an attempt, so it's this very soft uh, kind of scares. Uh, the house is kind of like haunted with the ghost of this guy's wife because he actually performed a ritual with his wife that backfired, uh, and now she's like I don't know tied into sort of like Lovecraftian horrors, but like barely even that. It's just a haunted house movie, but yeah. uh, when the actual like kind of effect stuff kind of happens, it's not too bad. Uh, lots of warty people, uh, people drowning in uh, blood showers, and people Ooh. being consumed by plants. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of what the first one was off the top of my head. It's that sort of stuff. It's low, low thrills. Um, but like the last like half hours, fine. Like it's kind of what you wish the whole movie had the pacing of. But instead, yeah. they spend way too much time just hanging out. And like get really kind of awkward sex scenes, and then like people wanting to go get sandwiches afterwards. How awkward? What are we talking here? Like people you don't want to see having sex, having sex on the screen. Mm. That that sort of like oh. That might just be your taste, though. Perhaps. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Cthulhu Mansion. It's not really a recommendation you... or anything like that. Mm. Uh, it's like it was fine for like a um, lunchtime afternoon YouTube watch. Yeah. But. Well, hey, that's what people who like or are fans of the show are here for. Yeah. Lunchtime afternoon uh, YouTube watches. Ah, uh, well, I've got another one that is also fresh off of YouTube. Huh? Uh, this movie I was reminded of uh, in a conversation I was having with Corey and Bryant uh, on Saturday after we watched a movie called Slaughterhouse, which mm. I don't even think I've talked about yet. Um, 
maybe I'll talk about it right now. Uh, talk about it right now. Slaughterhouse from 1987. Uh, <laughs> it's a slasher kind of uh, about a shut down hogs mm-hmm. hog far, hog farm ho, slash like huh? ho, hog <laughs> slaughtering plant. Uh, it's it's fallen by the wayside by uh, modern standards, and so now it's just this guy who used to kill pigs for a living, and he's like giant retarded son who like is oh my God. A ma- mammoth man with a giant like uh, butcher cleaver thing um, and kids start hanging around there and they all get killed uh, mm-hmm. this movie's got a really rad cover <laughs> uh, that's about the best thing about it the movie's like fine like it's entertaining enough the kills are not bad but it's just like I don't know. I I could watch like pretty well any slasher and be like entertained by them. I I just enjoy watching them. They are very comfortable. Yeah. They remind me of my childhood RJ of growing up in the '80s when I couldn't watch horror movies. But they have that vibe of like the clothing and like look of everything. It's like yeah, I kind of remember when this like the world looked like this, and it doesn't mm-hmm. look like that anymore. So '80s slashers have that comfiness to them. Uh, but watching this, I was like, oh, what's like the one movie I remember like always seeing at the video store but never renting and that movie rj is a movie called three on a meat hook oh no so this movie (laughs) like if you look up this cover this vhs uh it's like pretty nasty and gross and it's like what the fuck kind of movie is this And Uh and i and i always wanted to know um i remember like years ago there's like the one uh guy who writes uh books on film not i don't know if i'd call him a critic but joe bob briggs uh this is like apparently one of his like favorite movies and i was like well you know yeah it's creeptober uh it's time to watch some three on a meat hook i guess and there mm-hmm. it was on youtube and this like low res quality uh, uh reproduction uh, i don't think yeah. it, it, it exists it doesn't exist really in like anything it has not been saved in the uh, hd era at this point mm-hmm. so i popped in three on a meat hook and it's like it starts off well enough it's like oh yeah four pretty girls they're going off to a cabin and they're going to hang out and meet up with some dudes and get down yeah. to some 80s goodness um but their car breaks down uh they get saved by this like kind of quiet like farm boy and she brings them back to the farmhouse to meet like his very caustic asshole father um and they're allowed to stay there the night uh and then they're dispatched of uh in like kind of like unspectacular fashion but then, RJ, for the mm-hmm. like, next, like, 50 minutes, there is no three-on-a-meat-hooking at all. It's just, like, a story about this sad bastard farm boy who's, like, trying to, like, meet a girl. <laughs> and then he kind of, like, meets a girl, and they go on dates, and they go wandering through fields, just sun-blazing, uh, sun-drenched field walks, and, like, hanging mm-hmm. out, and it's all, like, lots of shuffling feet looking down aw shucks kind of stuff and you're like what the fuck am I watching how <laughs> how does a movie with the cover that it has and the title that it has get away with this and then like at the end of the movie you, you get like the whole build up because like the, the other thing going on is like you don't know exactly who's killed these girls and like the father keeps saying that the son's killed them but he has no memory of it but you're like okay well obviously mm-hmm. the father's killed them and, but, like, and no one seems to be like really worried that these like women have been killed and have been found. But then you find out there's like one shot of them like on meat hooks <clears throat> hanging out in the barn. And then you get, that's like the big moment. And then they go running into the house and then it's like, oh no, this guy and his, like his son, oh, they live with the mother who's a cannibal and they have to feed her human flesh. And this is like, that's it. 
that's the movie. And it's done in the most matter of fact, like psycho way at the end of the movie where like it's psycho where it's like, well, this is the explanation of it all. That's how it goes off. Uh, this mm. movie is just like, ugh, it's just terrible. <laughs> like as far as like misleading exploitation cinema, <coughs> like I guess it exploited me cause it, it got me to watch it. Cause I was thinking it was going to yeah. be a completely different thing, but man, uh, I know there's like people who collect VHS tapes of this cause they love the cover so much. People who have like, yeah. you know, 88 copies of this fucking movie. And they Jesus. pay like fifty dollars a piece for them. They just collect it because they like it. But I'm like, I don't know if anyone's ever actually watched this movie or like they, they like the idea of it. Um, but I mean, I've seen movies like this too. Like, there's this one called like "Don't Go in the House," which is also about like a sad bastard who's like also like killing women. But at least like he kills women throughout the movie and like in an elaborate fashion where he's like burning them alive. And it's like a strange, awkward movie. Uh, like another one I'll be talking about. But like something happens. In three and a meat hook, it's mm-hmm. like nothing, nothing, man. Bummed me, so bummed me right out. <laughs> do you, do you think that if it wasn't called three on a meat hook, if it was called like barn, do you think that uh, barn guy that moment at the barn guy? Do you think that this would be better because it would hit you like a surprise? You'd be like, holy shit! I would There's know three on a meat hook I, there. I, I Yes, so it'd be like, really and you're not even, waiting for it the right. whole time. Yeah, well, because I wasn't even at that. Like, there's a point where I completely forgot that what this movie was called. It was just like, yeah, it's just a movie. It's like a '70s movie about this guy. It's like a character study, but like, yeah. not punctuated with anything interesting. Mm-hmm. Just fucking weird thing. What a what a movie. What a picture. Uh, so I followed this up with like more something along. Like it also had meat in the title. Mm-hmm. So I watched a movie called Lunch Meat. Uh, mm-hmm. This movie is cuts right to the chase. It is about uh, a bunch of like hicks living out in the woods who are ch- going mm-hmm. after these like four yuppie assholes from the city, um, and mm-hmm. they like I guess they're cannibals too, uh, but they mm-hmm. but they're but they're just cannibals. They're just like loathsome hillbilly types hunting these people and killing them, and that's what it is. It is just a yeah. big big long chases of uh, these people running away which gets kind of old mm-hmm. not super interesting it has a nice like um what would be the word for it? it has a nice texture to it the movie looks cool but it just doesn't mm-hmm. go anywhere interesting um so it's just nothing i could ever recommend to anybody really um yeah so you liked it yeah in other words i loved it <laughs> yeah that's your pick of the week <laughs> no <laughs> mm. mm-hmm well, that's that's a four for me right there, RJ. I'll, I'll, was there a? I just want I have one question about lunch meat. Yes, please. Was there ever a scene where they had like a, a dude's thigh and they were thinly slicing it and putting it in a sandwich? No. What a bullshit yeah. movie then. Yeah, that's no, the lunch meat I would have made. Yeah, cold cuts. Yeah, cold cuts. And and then there would have been a scene where it would just been a dude's butt and it would have been on an industrial uh, like meat slicer and it would have been like slicing some butt and then everyone would have laughed and then the audience applause would have picked up and then <laughs> it, it would have been freeze frame. <laughs> of you? Yeah. So if anyone wants to fund this, uh, I'm going to start a GoFundMe. Uh, I need $10 million, uh, and there's only one perk. If you fund the whole thing, uh, I'll come live with you. You'll get a Twitter uh, thank you shout out. Yeah, sent sent by a bot. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then you'll take that ten million, and then you'll give it to Corey Feldman. Well, I give I give him a little bit. Yeah. I I give him a one million at the deal, 
so that I could have a producer credit. Ah, uh, okay. With a chance to make my money back. Right. Right. Points. So you're done your uh, your ramble? Yeah, yeah, back to you. All right. Well, I watched a movie, Jared, that I think is very close to you, very near and dear. Mm. Not the movie per se, but the director, Mr. Jesus Franco. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I always thought his name was Jess Franco because you say Jess, but his name is Jesus. Yeah. So uh, Mr. Jesus Franco. Yeah. I think he's James's uncle or something. Yeah. Uh, I watched She Killed an Ecstasy. Oh, man. Uh, this is your, and I had asked, your, this is my your, first. Your first taste of Franco. My first taste of Mr. Jesus Franco. Uh, so a, a week ago, I asked if this was the one to start with. You said probably not, but mm-hmm. might as well jump in. Yeah. Um, I won't bury the lead. Okay. I liked it. I thought Whoa. it was pretty good. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah, I actually thought it was pretty good. So there's a few reasons. It's a 70s movie and it's groovy. Yeah, uh, I love groovy movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so this movie is about a young, hot scientist and his wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the scientist has like found new ways of creating life, but it's like through very um, inappropriate means. Like he's got yeah. like human fetuses mm-hmm. and animal growth hormones and stuff like that, and it's not exactly like within. Like, it's not what he should be doing because he, it's like, well, you can't do this. You're a doctor, man. He's like, you can't play fate. But he's doing it and he found cool stuff. But he takes it to a council of scientists and they're just like, no, no, no. They're like, destroy your work. This is blasphemy. You can't do this. And then, like, he's like, oh, man, he's really he's really bummed out because he's like, I thought I did really good. And they just won't give me a chance. And then all these guys are like, we're going to bury you. It's like, you'll mm-hmm. never work again. <laughs> and so this guy's like really bummed out. Big science, the, man. Big, yeah, exactly. Uh, so this was, this was actually pretty much what my master's was like. <laughs> I had this revolutionary human growth hormone that I was working on uh, with Pizza Hut. And um, it just, the world wasn't ready. Yeah. Uh, so he, he gets bummed out and he kills himself. Uh, and then his young, or he dies, I think he kills himself. Uh, his young wife is just like, nah, 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 fuck this shit. So she takes action and she starts going after the council uh, to take revenge. This is a revenge pick. Yeah. Uh, and her modus operandi is she sexes up the people mm-hmm. real good. And then during the sexy acts, then she like stabs the fuck out of them. Yeah. Uh, you see some naked dudes in this movie, which is mm-hmm. cool. Yep. Uh, you see naked ladies in this movie and that's cool. Uh, I don't think this was, this didn't amaze me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, oh man, it's the best shit I ever seen. Yeah. Uh, but I actually liked it. Yeah. Um, I can see why you like this guy's movies a lot. Um, he kind of has a fun like style where, uh, he zooms in really <laughs> like purpley a lot. No it'll kidding. be like a guy's <laughs> face from like 10 feet away and then it'll zoom into like six feet. Yeah. And then it'll zoom into like one foot. Very, and it's, uh, like, very clunkily as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's clunky. It's like, like, just zooms in. Uh, and the whole time, there'll be, like, a song in the background. Be like, and it's like, uh, so it's kind of fun. Uh, I can see where you would get joy in watching uh, this guy's movies because they're kind of, they're like, 
it's not like super serious. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't take itself seriously. Yeah. But at the same time, like it seems like it's played straight. Right. Where it's like it's like yeah, this is a movie. Like we're not making a joke movie. But he's like, but it doesn't have to be fucking Citizen Kane either. Yeah. So uh, no, yeah, it was. Um, this was not. This wasn't bad, man. I liked it. So uh, my trip with Jess Frankel was a uh, was a good one. I'll I'll watch some more of this guy. Off to a good start. A good start, yeah. So I'll have to get your recommendations on um some more. Doesn't he have a fucking alien movie? <laughs> he, I think he does, and I've seen it, and yeah, it's basically just a porno. Um, but I know that well, it seems like you're okay with that though. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm okay with porn. Oh yeah. See, that's the other thing. This, this is definitely softcore porn for sure. Yeah, it is like it, it's his softcore yeah. elements. Yeah. Oh, it mo- and yeah. almost like every single one of his movies that you'd be watching outside of like his early 60s stuff is like in that anything from the seventies, you will see so much Bush uh, oh, you, yeah. you won't know what to do with yourself other than masturbate, mm. I guess. I, oh, God. So, you're you're uh, giving away too much of your character here. How, um, how, so how about that Soledad Miranda, huh? Yeah, she's a foxy lady. Yeah, she's a foxy lady. And and I yeah. think I, when we were talking about it, she died tragically. She uh, like, she wasn't, Oh, yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah, she wasn't around very much longer after uh, she killed an ecstasy. And That's so, too bad. Then, then it transitioned over to uh, uh, his leading lady, uh, Lena Romay, uh, who became his wife and like long time partner for a long, long time. So yeah. you, get, you get to see a lot of her. Hmm. Yeah, no, that's that's kind of a bummer, but uh, you know what happens. So it goes. Um, I, I definitely would like to watch his Christopher Lee vampire movie soon. Yeah. Uh, and I just want to point out that have you ever seen the picture of him on Letterboxd? It is outrageous. Oh, Jess? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen that. With his it, ha- with it's the like hat. him in a wicker hat, but no yeah. shirt on. And you can see like part of his nipple just well, there. And, and you, and you of course, saw him in uh, She Killed in Ecstasy as well as one of her uh, victims. Yeah, I, I realize that now. Yeah. Is he still alive, this guy? He died uh, a few years ago. Finally. Oh, okay. Yes. Finally. Yeah, well, I, I see that he was born in 1930. I was going to say, mm-hmm. holy fuck. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, this guy's not bad. I yeah, like this yeah. dude. 2013, he died. Mm. The man. That's too bad. You could have met him, maybe, maybe, if you had known. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I yeah. kind of, like, was I, I knew the, I, I knew the name Franco, but I had no idea what that was in reference to, because uh, even though this guy's directed, like, almost 200 movies, like, he doesn't get mm-hmm. talked about in, like, uh, you know, criterion circles. But we're changing all that, baby. We're changing it. Well, I think, okay, now this is going to be a little bit of a stretch, but go with me. It's kind of like Jim Wynorski. It's like a dude who made these like kind of weird horror movies, but also dabbled in porn. Yeah. Uh, I think Jess Franco, maybe, maybe I haven't seen any others, but the the vibe I got on this was he, he like made movies, but with like a good amount of softcore porn in it. Whereas with Jim Wynorski, he just went full, blue, like Hubert Blueberry and just made full on pornos. Yeah. Um, but you know, whatever. Well, yeah. There's like, so with Franco too, there's like the movies of his, like there's cuts that are like the hardcore cuts, which are <laughs> with footage that he himself did not shoot that like distributors, like, Hey, we're going to throw in some pornography into your movie and not even like tell you about yeah. it. And which is <laughs> like, bullshit like i can't imagine that like i mean with his movies he was like bordering on that stuff with the softcore but then it's like we'll just mm-hmm. go one step further and we'll have like different actors genitals appear in these close-ups because that's nice. what people want and you're just like oh like that's like yeah man i don't that's not what i watch movies for that's what i watch pornography is it, for 
I was going to say, is it though? Because there's a few other movies I'll talk about today that that are Jarrett picks that I was trying to think of why you like them. Hmm. And I think it's just because there's weird sex stuff in it. So okay. I'm getting you figured out. But <clears throat> speaking of weird sex yeah. and Jim Wynorski, I watched a Jim Wynorski movie this week. Oh, from the 90s, baby. Uh-huh. I watched Vampirella. Oh, man. I've, I've been wanting to hear about this. <laughs> yeah. So Vampirella is a movie. Based on? Based on the hit comic book. Yeah. Uh, that is, I believe, sold exclusively to horn dogs that like seeing uh, like sexy comics. But yeah, yeah so... It was like back in the day, Warren Publishing, they kind of like mm-hmm. followed through with the whole, um, like they were kind of capitalizing on people's nostalgia for EC comics, but like mm-hmm. they were like, hey, now that we're in the 70s, we can, and what, so what part, okay, how do, where to start with this? So in the 70s, horror was kind of coming back in and they're like, hey, let's capitalize on the fact that all that stuff that those guys were reading in the 50s, they're now 20 years yeah. older and they still want that same stuff, but we want to, and we want to make comics, but we can't actually make comic books. But there's the one thing that the Comics Code Authority has no authority over, and that's the magazine format. So that's when they jumped to the magazine format, and then they could do whatever they wanted with comics. Okay. But even though they didn't actually do anything that crazy, like at all, they still like were pretty like uh, acceptable for the newsstand. And one of the characters that emerged from that was Vampirella, Vampire? who's just like uh, a sexy brunette lady with bangs and like a swimsuit outfit and she like is a superhero mm. who's also a vampire yeah so i have i had a question for yeah. you yeah. that i as soon as this movie started i was like there's no way that's what that is have you ever read a vampirella comic because i haven't i i probably have i couldn't <clears throat> tell you anything about it because it's super generic like there's nothing stand out about it it's just like I don't know. She just probably fights other vampires and like seduce. And she probably has a guy that she's like has she keeps around who's like her Kids. human. And that's it, this is like these are the things like I would assume about the concept. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I thought. Yeah. That's what I thought. Also, you know what Vampirella the movie is about? Tell me. Miles from Earth on planet Dracumon uh, is a society of vampires, uh, and there are they're kind of like. Vulcans, it's like a very clean society, but they're all have like vampire fangs. And there's like a council of elders. And the movie starts, and one of the elders' daughters is Vampirella. And he's like, I'll be right back, hon. I gotta go to this meeting. See you later. And then Roger Daltrey of The Who, the lead singer of The Who, comes in, hmm. and his name is Vlad. And he's like, he's like, you're all heathens. I am the strongest. And he shoots them with lasers. Yeah. And then his posse comes and they leave Draculon and they go to Las Vegas where he becomes a rock oh, and roll that actually, star. So I'm just skimming this on Wikipedia. That is actually the characters. That's actually Dr- Draculon. So she is an, an alien from planet Dr- Draculon. She, she, she is a vampire alien. Yes. B. Vampirella was originally presented as an inhabitant of the planet Draculon, a world where a vampiric race lived on blood and where blood flowed in rivers. <laughs> Draculon orbits twin suns that were causing droughts across the planet, marking certain doom for Vampirella and her race, the race of which Vampirella was born, the Vampire Vampiri, 
were able to transform themselves into bats at will, possess superhuman physical attributes, sprout wings when required to fly, and drink blood. Uh, the story begins with the inhabitants of Draculon dying slowly due to the drying of its, up of its blood. The last you lie dying when a spaceship from Earth crashes on the planet. Vamp- Vampirella sent investigators attacked. Retaliating, she discovers that the astronauts have blood in their veins. In order for her race to survive, she manages to pilot the ship back to Earth where her adventures begin. Vampirella mm-hmm. becomes a good vampire and devotes her energy to ridding our world of the evil kind. Evil vampires owe their existence to Dracula, who came from Draculon but was corrupted by chaos. That's now. Does that sound accurate? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what this movie's about. Cool. But uh, I had no idea, and I was like, okay. I was like, I, I was like, I don't think they would have made all that shit up. Like, I guess that's what the comic book is. But I never, uh, I never knew that because I thought it was just a comic about a vampire lady. Right. But uh, it's an alien movie, Jer. Yeah. I got another alien movie. In. Secret alien. Secret alien movies. Uh, so this movie um, is super fucking bad. Uh, it is, it's not like unwatchable, but it's, it's not good, um, at all. I have no idea why Roger Daltrey is in this. Uh, I thought that was amazing when he popped up on the screen and he was like, he's like flexing. He's like, you know, I'm the strongest. And it's like, what the fuck is this? Um, it is like the epitome of low budget garbage where it's the center it's like they had some money but you can tell they put it into the wrong stuff uh and like she's walking around in this thing and there's like she meets a nerd and she saves the nerd and he's like oh you're like a vampire and your name is ella we should call you vampirella and she's like okay baby and he's like you can't go walking around in your bikini and she's like why and then she like gives him a kiss and he's like oh and he like pushes his glasses up Mm -hmm. and you're just like oh man this is like a nerd fantasy and then she meets a dude named van helsing that works in like a secret agent that hunts vampires and it's like okay i i I understand uh yeah this movie is really bad man i i i can't even recommend it as like a joke like if you were gonna watch this on the couch with all your buddies it wouldn't even be funny it's just boring right you're like there's there's no there's no like kills there's no action there's hardly any sexy ladies uh it's just old fucking roger daltrey of the who and you just feel bad for him because he's got a fake ponytail in and he's singing songs at a club under the name of lad and you're just like man you're like you could have done so so much better with your time so uh that's a hot recommendation okay that's yeah uh, that's that's about sounds about right pretty much what you think Yeah. yeah i was hoping there would be something there uh like hardly anyone's even fucking seen this movie too mm-hmm. based on letterboxd like watched by uh 180 people on letterboxd have seen this fucking thing so yeah oof. yeah that, that's a bad movie uh but then i watched uh, a Jarrett pick not necessarily a Jarrett recommendation oh but a Jarrett a Jarrett oh do you, the, the, uh, the one i told you you should watch because you're yeah, on yeah, this yeah. kick ah yeah i was on my co-ed kick so i watched uh the house on sorority row right which i never even heard about to be honest but after i watched it i, I looked on the letterbox page and it seems like this is a pretty fucking hot movie like kind of like what you were saying there's some people who really love this thing 
Yeah. Although I see a lot of guys like you who don't get it. So, or maybe not don't get it, just don't like don't it. Don't care for it, yeah. Don't care for it. So House on Sorority Row is like, there's a sorority house with like six, seven ladies in it. And it's graduation and it, their four years is up. They're leaving their sorority house. Um, sororities and frats are weird, hey? No. Yeah. We don't really have them up here. Not where we are, but when I lived in the States, there was a bunch there, and they're kind of weird. Anyways, so these sorority ladies are leaving, uh, and there's, like, the house mother, this old-ass fucking lady. And uh, at the start of the movie, it's, like, 40 years before, and you see her give birth. And it's in the doctor's like, I'm sorry. It's like uh, there was a complication or something. And you're just like, oh, well, this lady lost her baby or something like that. And then you see her as, like, the house mother, and she's, like, really old and cranky. And you're like, well, I guess it's because she, like, lost a baby. That's sad. Uh, But there are these seven girls, and most of them are pretty shitty. But there's one who's, like, kind of good. You, like, root for her. You're like, yeah, she's, like, the voice of reason. But they didn't want to throw a party, and the house mother's like, no way, man. It's my house. So uh, the really shitty girl's like, let's pull pull a prank on this lady. I have a gun. Let's pretend we're going to shoot her. Uh, but then they actually do shoot her and she kind of like goes into the pool and uh, they're like, oh, shit, we killed her. And then all the people come to the party like they're driving up the driveway and they're like, what do we do? So they, like weigh her b- body down in the pool. <laughs> they're like, they're like, well, we can't tell anyone. We'll just it's like, let's go to the party tomorrow. We'll all move out and they'll find her body some other time. Mm. Makes sense. So Full they like, try to wait. Yeah, they try to weigh her body down. And then they go to the party and then uh, so she's an old lady. She has like a walking cane and then people at the party start dying uh, from someone with a cane. And the whole movie is kind of like it's like, is she killing people? Did they actually kill her or is it the kid that she had 40 years ago? Is he alive and he's killing people? Um, So this movie, uh, I liked it. I don't think it's uh, no anywhere near like amazing or masterpiece like some people it seems think. Yeah. Uh, it's good. It's got a weird feel. It doesn't really feel like a horror movie. Uh, like the way it's paced out and like I don't know when you it's got it 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 honestly has a weird vibe when you're watching it. It doesn't really feel like a horror movie. I don't really know how to describe it. It's like like some kind of like drama or soap opera or something Mm -hmm. i don't know man like i don't know if you can speak to it but it has a weird vibe you're just like it doesn't feel like um like a horror movie right so i my memory of this movie and i see i rated this uh probably retroactively when i first started joining letterbox because at one point i was just writing these down in notes and i was just kind of transcribing my notes and being like yeah this is how i felt about this movie whereas like I felt more strongly about it than a dislike, but uh, mm-hmm. I was actually on a artist residence at the time, and I I'd spent that residence watching horror movies. And uh, one of those movies I watched was this. Uh, so this was kind of in between watching Exorcist three for the very first time, mm-hmm. um, and I think what would have it been wrestling documentaries, mm-hmm. a movie called Dust Devil, uh, yeah, all oh, the last horror movie, which is 
so not good. But uh, I remember coming to this, and my expectations of it were, this is going to be a straight up, like, slasher 80s type of movie. And I know what those feel like. And, yeah. like, I just remember not giving a crap about anything going on whatsoever. Like, I just, like, yeah. nothing, nothing about it was interesting to me in a way that, like, annoyed me because it wasn't what I wanted. And so I was just like, oh, fuck this movie. And that's, like, probably my feeling about it still. But, like, at this point, it's been long enough, like, it's mm-hmm. been over five years since I watched it that I would probably give it another shot and then maybe feel yep. completely differently about it. Because um, the yep. thing I may remember is there's like like a clown, there's Harlequin makeup or <clears throat> costume. Kind or, of. Kind yeah, of. Something like that. So, yeah, I, I, I get it. It's it's a very um, it's a very slow-paced movie, and it feels like they were trying to make like a really good movie, if that makes sense. Like... <sighs> I don't know, man. Like the dialogue is good and the acting is good and it's filmed really well. Mm. It just it never really feels like a horror movie. Uh, and it it's kind of the thing where it's like you're you're waiting for the big the big kind of thing. Yeah. But then it never really happens. Mm. Is the best way I, I could describe it. Um, there's one scene that I actually thought was really good though. Um, there's a scene where it's like the final girl. She gets like drugged on a sedative. And she's like sitting in a chair and she's kind of hallucinating. And uh, she sees like the old lady's cane just kind of spinning. And they, the way it sh- it's shot is like they film different stuff, but it's edited like very like uh, like she'll be looking in a doorway and there's nothing there. And then and then a person is there suddenly and then they're gone and then they're back. And then it's like a cane will be spinning. Uh, there's a scene like that that I thought was really well done where like she sees all the other girls and like but they're dead and she sees them and they're kind of there and then it kind of cuts to no one is there and it cuts back and they're all walking like just walking dropping into the pool and uh i thought that was really good i was like oh yeah maybe this is what people are talking about mm-hmm. but uh, the the harley quinn thing is like the lady has an attic room yeah. full of like kids toys and there's lots of like kind of little clowns uh, and there is a reveal, and uh, Andrea watched this with me, and she thought it was lame. She was like, "Is that it?" Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, I don't know. It's it's okay. Right. If you if you were uh, burning through the co-ed movies like I was, then definitely watch it. I could see, I can see why people love this thing, and I can see why people hate it too. Yeah. It's, I'm just it's, it's, most people are yeah most people are more positive on it than outside of me and a couple other people who like tend to not like a lot of things I guess mm-hmm. but yeah there's something about this one just kind of was like nah, I don't like this I wouldn't rec- I definitely wouldn't rec- wouldn't recommend people watch it but I did to you because yeah. you're like watching it and I'm like well I'll get a second opinion on this bad boy yeah. I I would say it's mostly that it's it uh, it's a little un unsatisfying in the sense where it's like you want something big to happen but it never does okay. Yeah, so I don't know. What about you? Have you watched any movies this week? <laughs> yes, RJ. Um, uh, here's another one of those uh, YouTube scores. Actually, this wasn't on Ooh. YouTube. This was a uh, one of those streams that are just out there on the internet. If, if you have Google, uh, I'm amazed at mm-hmm. how many fucking movies you can just like type in the title and go watch online, and there's a link, and it mm-hmm. works, and you can just watch the movie, and it looks like HD quality or like. 720p or whatever and i'm like oh mm-hmm. i can watch whatever i want i've been buying all these movies for no reason whatsoever mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh this movie also was a uh what i call a letterbox discovery uh someone i follow mm-hmm. it popped up 
And I was like, what the hell is this? That's a really cool looking poster. And I read about it and I'm like, meh, whatever. It came out the same year I was born. I'll watch this mm-hmm. movie. And that movie was Mausoleum. Mm-hmm. Um, I went in totally blind on this movie. Had never heard of it. Uh, I think it might have been like on some two pack I saw ages ago, but everything about this looks so generic. Uh, it's just like, yeah. well, it's a skeleton poster. But uh, mm-hmm. here, I'll, I'll read the. Uh, the synopsis here traumatized by her mother's death young susan is becoming possessed by the same demon that possessed her mother before she died more and more her husband and psychiatrist are noticing the strange changes Mm -hmm. uh so this movie i thought was like very enjoyable um it's got that uh what i call like that regional horror feel which is like Mm. you've seen phantasm and you know how that movie doesn't quite feel right like it feels like Mm -hmm. this is like shot in somebody's like smallish town it wasn't shot like in los angeles it wasn't shot in new york it just kind of feels like it's like this anonymous like midwest place um yeah and like the actors you've never seen before that sort of stuff has all going for it and like everything is very much of the period which is nice like it's actual like rooms they're in not uh sets Mm-hmm. So, and so the movie just follows like, yeah, this woman, her mother died when she was a child and she was very upset about it. She went into a mausoleum and she had some sort of like encounter with some sort of like demonic presence. And this later manifests as she's now an adult, uh, with her married to, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Marjo, uh, Marjo, Marjo Gortner. Um, that's not a real name oh but it is and this guy so this guy there's a documentary about him called Marjo he was like raised to be a like uh, child um, what's the word for it Uh, the Christian evangelical like speakers Um, okay like an evangelist I guess like he's he he was raised to be that he was really good at it Um, but then like he had like a falling out with Christianity I guess or this type of like Christianity where you're like designing your whole spiel to like fleece poor people to like make you money and Mm -hmm. you travel town to town to give people like false hope about their lives and he just like he called bullshit on it and he showed how it works Mm -hmm. Uh, then he became an actor and he's like just like the weirdest looking dude if you look him up. Um, mm-hmm. And so, and usually when, he, when he's in movies, he like is so distracting to me because I find him just like so not like he doesn't look like an actor. Um, but he shows mm-hmm. up in this and he's fine in it, I guess. Um, but so the woman is just like, it's just a possession story. It's like every woman being possessed by a demon thing. Uh, is hit upon Mm -hmm. in this but it's done in a way that it's like it's super entertaining like it's paced like something crazy happens enough every like 10 minutes that you're like yeah it's everything's building toward the next crazy bit and then sometimes they even show you things that you've never seen before like I've never seen Mm -hmm. a a scene where a woman just like goes to steal like this like crappy painting in a store in a mall uh, and then the guy starts chasing after her and she doesn't like this very much and she uses her (laughs) like telekinesis to like levitate this man who's like it's broad daylight in a busy mall and everyone's like looking at this guy just suddenly levitating and then she just like put pulls him over to like the giant like opening because it's the second floor and just mm-hmm. drops him down and i'm like huh i've i've never seen that happen before that was kind of cool um one thing i have yeah. seen in uh movies that i <clears throat> always appreciate is uh leering creepy dudes uh i i love just when like you yeah just like me rj um yeah. i'm not the one that's taking pictures of people walking down the streets and sending it to them hey now <clears throat> it was a sexy picture at least yeah uh <laughs> and so i love when just like weird like gross dudes are just like hanging out in a movie and like you know what their designs are and they just full-on go for it because it's like sometimes mm-hmm. they just 
they just skip over that sort of stuff. It's like, hey, if you're going to have this character in your movie, he might as well be a creeper so you don't feel as bad about when they die. And they can die horrifically, and it'll be like, I like this. Um, yeah. So there's a bunch of those. But, like, part of it is, like, this woman, now that she's, like, possessed by the demon, she's also become kind of, like, a sex, like, pest and like she mm-hmm. she's luring them in as like a like a, a honeypot and then then the horrors mm-hmm. happen uh and yeah so this actress that they have in this movie she's not afraid to get her tits out and she looks great um and this movie's got like yeah, lots of like ambitious practicals uh as far as the effects go like the movie has like very low budget stuff going on but i like that they mm-hmm. go for it they make that demon they just shoot the goddamn demon Mm-hmm. Um, lots of claws and all sorts of strange stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I thought this movie was cool. Uh, I would recommend people watch it. Nice. I'm not sure. Like, I mean, you just have to type in Mausoleum 1983, watch it online, and there it'll be. Huh. Yeah. Well, I mean, that that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, for like a... I, I wish that this was like the bar, like the average of the movies that I was watching right now, but I, it seems like mm-hmm. this month's been kind of uh, on the on the disappointing side for the most part, maybe I've gone th- like having watched like over 1200 horror movies the last, um, yep. like six years. I've like burnt my way through a lot of the best stuff, but this was, this was a totally mm-hmm. pleasant surprise in that regard. Um, so I mm. like that dug it. Uh, I had also then watched my, I think my first universal, uh, horror movie this month, son of Dracula. Oh, this, neat. this came out in 1943. Uh, it yep. stars Lon Chaney Jr. as uh, Dra- Dracula. Uh, but of course, this is, I think I described this movie as uh, Crocodile Dundee 2 uh, because mm. it's a story about uh, Dracula coming to America. And oh, uh, yeah, I didn't know that. Changing up the formula. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah. So of course, he comes, he's coming as Count Alucard. Which apparently mm-hmm. still tricked the kids uh, back in 1943. Well, that was before Sympathy of the Night came uh, out. Right, 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 right. Of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Before everyone knew. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, there, there's like lots of like hilarious things where like uh, people are grabbing this guy's bags, who's not there in daylight, and they're like looking at the name spelt out, and it says clearly Dracula, or like or it's Alucard, and they're like, huh, putting their finger mm-hmm. over it. Hmm, I wonder. <laughs> Because yeah. in this world, no one knows who Dracula is in North America, but they do know who he is in, like, Romania. And so there's lots of yeah. calls being made. Like, I know of no Alucard. Mm-hmm. What about Dracula? And they, 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 their face mm-hmm. drains of blood. And they go, what did you say? So Lon Chaney Jr. makes for a very weird Dracula because he's, like, very round-faced and kind of like, I don't know. It would be like casting, like, John Candy or Jim Belushi to be like Dracula. It just, like, and it's, like, not oh, a comedy. But it wouldn't be a comedy, though. Like, it's done pretty yeah. straight. Um, this movie was, like, okay. It looks beautiful, um, which I think comes down to, like, uh, mm-hmm. Universal probably, like, even in standard def, this movie looks good because they're uh, it was shot with great cinematographers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But there's not much to, like, comment on. I mean, it's just another Universal movie. I feel the same yeah. way about watching this stuff a lot as the Hammer Horror stuff. Like, outside of, like, Frankenstein, I find that, mm-hmm. and then, like, Invisible Man, most of the Universal stuff is like, that was okay. That was good. That was, oh, that was boring. And they get boringer and boringer and kind of, like, just like, eh, these mm-hmm. movies exist. Like, I've never been really wowed by, like, The Mummy or a Creature of the Black Lagoon. Or even The Wolfman, as a matter of fact. But like, The Wolfman? Wolfman. Dude doesn't even like the Wolfman. No, he's those movies were just there to me. Yeah, not, nothing like I'd be like, you gotta watch the Wolfman. <laughs> not, not. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, not Wolfman. I think uh, Creature from Black Lagoon is 
Madoon. Uh, I think that movie is actually kind of cool. But, you know, whatever. We'll talk about that another day. Yeah. Well, well we now have The Sheep of Water coming from uh, oh, old, yeah. uh, GDT. So maybe that'll yeah, take we'll, its place. We'll see how long that, uh, like, uh, Wonderlust lasts. Yeah. Well, anyways. Anyways. Um, yeah. I, my, this one I'll talk about here. I could talk about quite a bit. Uh, this was a kind of last minute addition to my creep this month. Cause again, it's another movie that I didn't really know about. And I, you would look at the movie poster and kind of just like not think anything of it. Cause Oh, it's a movie called dead heat and it stars mm-hmm. treat Williams and Joe Piscopo, whatever. <laughs> but then you find out it's a horror movie kind of, or it's like an action comedy horror movie. So it's like, okay. go on. So I found this on YouTube. Um, and so this is a movie about two detectives in Los Angeles, played by Trevor uh-huh. Williams and Joe Piscopo. Are you familiar with uh, either of these actors? Uh, I know the name Joe Piscopo. Yeah, see, that's about all I really know about him, too, is the name. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was just this comic. He was a stand-up comic and, like, SNL guy back in the day. He was really famous mm-hmm. for doing, like, uh, Frank Sinatra, I guess. But other yeah. than that, like, his cred is that he's he was, like, always, like, a lousy comedian. And people, he's, like, a, yeah. he's a butt of jokes. But uh, mm-hmm. then Treat Williams is just, like, uh, a low-rate Bill Pullman kind of dude. Um, oh, you can't get much lower than Bill Pullman already. Yeah, well, not everyone can be Bill Paxton, you know. Mm, that guy sucks. No, shut up. He sucks in that Aliens movie. Oh my god, he's so annoying. RJ, <laughs> go, go. I go. saw him once in real life. Yeah, yeah. Before we killed him for the show. <laughs> uh, Whatever. Man, you don't even talk about Bill Paxton. Fuck, he's annoying in that movie. <laughs> You're annoying on this podcast. Good. I hope I am. Until you find someone else who's willing to do it, then you have to put up with me. You fuck. No one, no one, no one's uh, sending in their resumes. Uh, so, so Dead Heat. Uh, it starts off kind of like uh, the the heat, like uh, North Angeles, like bank heist thing, where like okay. cr- crazy. Uh, bank robbers come out, guns are blazing with like Uzis and just like mowing down cops. And you're like, whoa, they really went to town with this squib budget. Um, yeah. And then like through some uh, wacky action comedy uh, antics, they like one got one, one of them gets blown up with a grenade. The other one gets just smashed into with a car. So very impressed so far with the like mm-hmm. action staging and stuff like that. Uh, but then the twist comes that's like, huh, both these men, we're dead a week ago in, in this very oh. morgue. <gasps> so what's the deal? And of course the like guy who runs like the, uh, the morgue here, he's like, Oh, well mm-hmm. you, you're making a mistake. So obviously he's very guilty. Um, yeah. and then the movie proceeds to go from there where they, they start following some clues. Uh, this is all like underlined with Joe Piscopo delivering just like some of the worst fucking like one liners you've ever heard in your life. Just, yeah. just dreadful stuff. Um, and, then they go to like this research center where like some one of these guys were brought to, and then oh, they're reanimating the dead. That's what's going on. Um, there's like a depressurizing suit, like containment unit that they're going to use. Treat Williams winds up stuck in it while uh, Joe Piscopo is battling it out with this like giant fat zombie biker man whose head had been split in half, but like put back together, but it's like super wide. So it's it's okay. awesome. It's so rad. And it's just this like ridiculous hmm. fight scene. Um 
And then uh, so Treat Williams dies. But since they have this device right there that brings people back from the dead, they use it. And so Treat Williams is now alive again, but his heart doesn't beat. And they learn fairly soon that like he's going to just like decay and die. So it's now uh, it's like high concept stuff of Joe Piscopo and Treat Williams uh, trying to solve the case. Um, and then there's zombies charging uh-huh. around with machine guns. Uh, there's this absolutely amazing scene that like I've like there's no reference of like anything being like it. Uh, it's set yeah. in the kitchen of a Chinese food restaurant uh-huh. uh, where like the like guy who runs this Chinese food place, he also has this like reanimating lightning lamp thing in there mm-hmm. that he activates that like turns and activates all the dead animal parts that are in the like back room. So uh-huh. you get like all these ridiculous like scenes of like just like animated chickens and like animated like reanimated pigs that are just like attacking. Um mm-hmm. and then you get the real money shot where like the meat locker starts boom 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 and out comes a fucking cow <laughs> Uh, that has no head or no legs. It's like the two halves of the fucking cow mm-hmm. and they have to fight this fucking thing. It's ridiculous. It's insane. Mm-hmm. It's like, what the fuck? Like I couldn't, I, I just said, like, I think I just said, that's, that's awesome. Like I've never seen that. Uh, and then the movie just kind of keeps going. It's like the, the comedy stuff, the like action buddy stuff is shit. Like yeah. it's so bad, um, which is like crazy because apparently this movie was written by the brother of Shane Black who, you know, okay. did, created like, you know, or wrote Lethal Weapon and The Nice Guys and Predator. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a guy who actually knows how to write good dialogue or memorable characters, his brother does not have that same skill. And this was the only movie yeah. he ever worked on. Mm. So, Was it good? Would you recommend it? Um, go in knowing that it's basically a piece of shit, but it's got some yeah. really awesome effects. And it's like... It, it has that uh, late eighties ness that, like, if you want to know what nineteen eighty eight looked like in a very yeah. like this movie would deliver on that too. So, hmm. yeah, it, it's a it's a recommendation for me. Well, that I mean, it doesn't sound it sounds kind of cool, but it's kind of it's in, it's one of a kind. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah. Neat. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm surprised not a lot of people even really know about this movie. It's like, I don't know, it, it didn't do well. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a hard yeah. sell, and like Treat Williams and uh, Joe Piscopo weren't exactly bringing people into the theater, I don't think. Right. But anyway, that that's it for me. Back to you. Okay, I'm going to do four and four. Okay. How's that sound? Sounds great. All right, so I'm going to watch, or I'm going to tell you about a movie I watched here. Uh, it's a Jarrett pick. I'm going to dub this Beyond the Dumpness. <laughs> uh, so I watched a movie called Beyond the Darkness. Yeah, dra- uh, directed I, by Joe Diamato. The only I don't know jo- who that is. The, well, it's like probably the only Joe Diamato movie you need to watch. So that says oh. it all, man. It says it all. Okay. So I, yeah, I have no idea who that is. I have no idea why this was in my list. I don't know. Uh, apparent, but you were giving me grief because uh, my <laughs> review on Letterboxd for Beyond the Darkness was Beyond the Dumpness. Mm-hmm. And you were like, oh, come on. Uh, so this no, is a movie. I was more about because I, I figured you would not <laughs> like this movie at all. It's a, well, little, it's a little too dank. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is not my this this kind of movie. This is not my kind of movie. Yeah. Um, it's like, well, it's like I told you, it's my own fault. I don't look into this shit yeah. because it's like I like going in fresh. But then I also like have so many problems with movies that it's like you probably should look into a thing before you watch it. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, I had no idea what this was about, but it's about a guy 
who lives in the countryside and his wife dies. Uh, so he goes and digs up her body and then he taxidermies it. And then he's got a weird lady who lives with him who's either like his mom or like a cousin. Yeah, servant, his... like just an indebted, like, I don't know. You're, it's like it's very European. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. So some like house lady that lives with him. And uh, she's cool that he has this like taxidermied body of his old wife in his house. She's his Igor. Uh, yeah, she's his Igor. And she does like gross stuff like uh he's like looking over her body the taxidermy dead wife and then the igor lady comes in and like breastfeeds him mm-hmm. uh and like offers different sexual things in the presence of the dead body yeah uh but that's not like, like not enough for this guy he brings back ladies to his mm-hmm. house and like sexes them up like in the bed next to the dead but body without them knowing that there's a without- dead body there at first, yeah. but then he'll like he can't contain himself, so he'll like remove the blanket on the dead body so he can stare at it. Uh, and then the ladies get mad, and then he kills them. <laughs> and then you see him and his indentured servant like chopping up the bodies and melting them in the tub. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know so why when, I watched when, this. When, when, no, when does it get bad? Uh, pretty much when it starts. Oh, uh, no, this is not my kind of movie. No. <laughs> um, uh, I know I am. Sh- I know you liked it. Uh, I know other people would like it. Um, like I can see where you would like it in the sense where it's, there's like, uh, there's like some unexpected, um, brutality in it almost like when they're chopping up bodies yeah. and the scenes go on forever. Mm-hmm. Like it just goes on forever. They're cutting up bodies and you like it because you're kind of a pervert creep <laughs> and this guy's kind of a perverty creep. So like, I think that's what I was saying, alluding to before. I think I'm figuring you out. You like these weird sexual movies with guys <laughs> and their necrophilia and things. Well, um, well, what I, it's been a few years since I watched this movie <laughs> Uh, what yeah. I remember about it was like I went in pretty blind on it. Like I did not know what to expect on this either, other than like it has a really awesome title and it's just, yep. it sounds ridiculous. And then I'm watching yep. it and I was just kind of like blown away by the audacity of this movie. Like yeah. it just it has no qualms. It doesn't follow like any social norms of like any movie. It's just kind yep. of like its own thing. And I think that's what I really liked about it. Um, it's like it's like kind of um, it's well made enough in like how fucked up it is like it's not yeah. like but it's like but it's like not a good movie like it's not like oh like yeah you know this movie like has the merits of a lot of like actually yeah. decent movies but like i thought this movie like for what it is and like just like wow like i don't think i've ever seen anything like it that's what i like about it but uh yeah it's definitely not yeah. like a movie that i was like oh i think rj would really like this <laughs> Yeah, no, I know. I think you probably even said that when I asked for it. Like, mm-hmm. so I'll, I will give I will give you credit where it's due. I had other movies on my Creeptober list that you were just like, you will not like those. <laughs> and I was like, good to know. Good to know. But uh, when you have a list of like 80 plus movies, you can't catch them all. So, yeah, um, no, there's I don't know, man. Like, there's nothing like this movie's gross. <laughs> and, yeah, it's just kind of a yeah. gross movie, and I was like, Ugh, but yeah. yuck. If you like gross, watch Beyond the Darkness. You 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 might dig it. But if you're not into like movies of like just like boy like fake skeletons boiling in like weird pools and stuff like that, um, not not even just that. But, but like, I, because but like, most but, of this but, movie but is like, just like. It looks Most like, of this movie geez. is like breastfeeding and hand jobs in front of corpses. Like that's all this movie is. I thought, but but tasteful, but tasteful. Yeah, I know. Yeah, 
you're right. Like they go for it, but yeah. I don't know, man. Like it's it wasn't for it's, me. It's Someone a movie made for and by uh, degenerates. Yeah, it's one of these code red fucking rape uh, sex pervert movies that uh, is apparently all the rage with some of you kids. So yeah, this movie actually just got a Blu-ray release too. Oh yeah, well, from, there you uh, go, Severin, I believe. Yeah, check, well, check, it, what, check it out. I won't. But uh, this one wasn't for me. But going from one sex party to another, uh, what can only be described as Edgar Allan Poe's ultimate orgy. Yeah, I watched Spirits of the Dead. Should oh. I talk about this now, or should I watch or talk about it when we talk about Fellini in a couple days? Because hmm. it's got some Fellini in there. Yeah, just talk. About, you just talk about it now. Okay, so this is uh, an anthology um, with three shorts. Well, not not even three. There are four, almost forty minutes each. I think. Yeah, in this movie, this is like the Criterion of Ghoul School, really. Because I mean, we have three uh, Criterion alumni on this. Uh, yeah, on, we'll in see. Short yeah, film compilation. That's why I was thinking. I don't know. Maybe I should. Do we do have. I don't know. It don't matter. And if anyone's listening to Criterion, they they or to the creeps proper, they're probably listening to this. We'll talk about it a little bit again, but go for okay. Spirits so of the yeah, dead. this three, I made, uh, I made you watch this one. Yes, yeah, this was one you snuck into my pile and you told me to watch, so I watched it. It's got Bridget Bardot, uh, a girlfriend we just watched. Um, so it's three uh, kind of retellings of Edgar Allan Poe stories, and each of them are about forty minutes long. First one's got Jane Fonda. She is like this castle lady yep. who uh, it's like all these rich people who are kind of bored with their life. So they have like orgies and then like her brother kind of like dies, but he's like reincarnated in a horse and uh, she rides him around. Yeah. Uh, I think I don't know how else to describe it. That's accurate. That's it. Uh, Jane Fonda is pretty foxy in this. Uh, and that's cool. And that's the Roger Vadim one. Roger Vadim, who I don't even know who is, but the, the, the director of uh, the movie we just watched and God Created Woman. Okay, there you go. Uh, so I, well, there was that one, and I'm going to talk about the next one, and because I think the two kind of go together. The next one was about this guy, who uh, he was like a little kid. He was kind of a shitty little kid, and then one day another guy kid comes, who's also a shitty little kid, but he looks just exactly like him, and he has the exact same name as him. And then the two kids become rivals and they go to med school together and they're rivals and their whole life they're like at odds with each other. And then it kind of hits a boiling point where they have to like fight each other to the death. It was very much like uh, what's that? Um, it's like Dostoyevsky or uh, Tarkovsky, like uh, that story, The Double. Oh, yeah. That, that's what it reminded me of kind of. Right. But I guess if it was a post story, I think po- – I don't know who would have came first. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But it reminded me of that. And so these first two stories are both pretty good. Uh, I think the the biggest thing with the first two stories is that the production in these two is like super awesome because it's kind of like, like medieval Victorian type times. Period. And everyone, PC, yeah. Yeah, period pieces. And they're like the first one's all in castles and there's all these really elaborate costumes and you got Jane Fonda walking around pretty foxy. And then the second one is like Victorian age ish and you got some cool stuff directed by Louis mall, Louis mall, the guy who directed, uh, beyond the dumpness. 
<laughs> no, uh, that would be the director of uh, such films as My Dinner of Andre and several other Criterion movies we'll be watching in the okay. future. We haven't seen anything yeah. by him just yet, but he's coming yeah. up. And uh, he definitely is a guy who's like about, uh, he has like a, like a trilogy of movies. It's like school age kids and stuff like that. So it's like this movie is very much in his uh, uh, wheelhouse. Wheelhouse. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, both of these two f- stories, uh, I thought they were cool. Um, I enjoyed watching them. Uh, I don't think I would rec- necessarily recommend them to people. Yeah, unless I, you were kind of into this stuff, I don't think you would like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I'll watch those two again. Yeah. Um, but they're good. Like, they're they're good. Uh, but I think the the price of admission is for the Fellini mm-hmm. third act. Toby Dammit. Toby Dammit with uh, Terrence Stamp. Uh, he is like an American actor who comes to Italy, I think, for the first time. Yeah. And uh, he's like in press junkets and he's getting an award, but he's like really strung out yeah. and on booze and he like sees the devil and stuff and like he he's trying to escape uh, the city and like these people, but he can't get out. And like I think that's like that's very Poe, I guess. Um, this one was pretty good. Uh, I don't love Fellini. <laughs> there are a few things in this that Fellini does that he does in his other movies that not necessarily I didn't eye roll but I was just like Ugh. I was like come on Fellini um, so there's that but uh, Fellini short is pretty dazzling to mm-hmm. watch oh yeah <laughs> uh, and there's even lines about how like he's talking about how cinema like it can be transcended through visuals and like taking back like like i don't know it was like visual cinema or something there was a line like that and uh as he's saying that they're on a highway and in front of the car is like a guy in a meat truck with like carcasses hanging and it's just open and then you looked and then they look to the side and it's like a building full of lamps and it's like a re- it, they're just really striking images yeah um and that's this whole thing it's kind of it's just a collection of really pretty stuff that looks really good um Fellini's interpretation of the devil is probably one of the coolest I've seen. Mm-hmm. It's this kind of creepy little girl. And he does like the Jess Franco technique where he kind of like it shows kind of half of her face and then it'll zoom in really fast. Mm-hmm. Not as clunky as your buddy Jess does. Yeah, it's but, a little uh, bit more technically polished. <laughs> it's a little polished. Yeah, but it's 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 kind of like that. And uh, it's cool. It, it's I, I don't know, like when she, when uh, they first show her as the devil, I was like, ooh, mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, what's that? Yeah, because it's it's really um, it grabs you, man. She's pretty freaky looking. Yeah, she's that's uh, that, that little fucking smile and those half shots yeah. of her and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that was really cool. I liked seeing the little devil girl uh, and the shorts pretty good. Terrence Stamp is pretty wicked, mm-hmm. uh, I think. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's not a bad Fellini joint. Yeah, begrudgingly. So, uh, begrudgingly, yes, it wasn't a bad Fellini joint. Yeah, no, I, so, I, I just don't like know. when yeah. I when I think about that one because like I remember when I watched that one uh, for the first time, I was like at that point in my life, I was kind of like uh, Fellini. Meh. Yep. Like I I had I don't know I just remember like La, me Dolce Vita had happened to me and uh, yeah. I was just like oh my god I'm over him mm-hmm. and then like there's like some movies coming uh you, you know years from now we'll be watching like uh, Fellini Satyricon which is just yeah. like ugh, it's super super like not 
interesting. But this yeah. though, like I just was like, fuck. Like, yeah, applying like the Fellini style and the way he like views the world into like the world of like a horror movie is like absolutely brilliant. And yeah, it's kind yeah. of it bums me out that this is all we get for like a Fellini horror film. Cause like, man, if he could have like gone even like with a feature length movie, that'd be like an all time classic. And mm-hmm. because unfortunately this is in a, like, like this obscure anthology, um, like no yep. one even knows it exists. And even though it's like, this is like, has yep. more images and like, like a feel to it. Cause it doesn't play like a horror movie either. Mm-hmm. Like it's just this like story of imagery and stuff like that. It's grotesque. The use of colors are amazing. It's yep. just, yeah, I, I love it. I, I always like try to like recommend this to people. Like when they're like, mm-hmm. oh, I think I'm kind of burnt out on stuff. And it's like, well, you should check out this. Cause it's like, there's nothing quite like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, uh, I agree. Totally. Um, This is definitely, if anyone listens to the show just for the Criterion collection movies, that's one you should watch yeah. for, for how, or just in general, not even that it's horror or anything like that. It's, it's totally a Criterion pick. Yeah. So yeah, it's no, it's a good show. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. Um, the next two movies I watched, however, mm. let me tell you, baby, oh. uh, I got my Brad Dourif movie in. Oh. Uh, I, I squeaked it in. Uh, this one is available on YouTube in full. Uh, it's from 2010. It's called Death and Cremation. Now you may be asking, Jared, why did I watch this movie? Well, I know now why. Cause it's Brad Dourif. Because because it's Brad Dourif. But it, it's also because it is available in full on YouTube. Yeah. So I actually watched this yesterday as I was preparing a meatloaf. <laughs> uh, so I, I made a, I had my laptop set up in the kitchen and I was watching this as I was cooking. Um, and it was actually I watched it at one in one point four speed, and uh, <laughs> that was that was a it was actually a good use of my time. Yeah. Because uh, it was a bad movie mm-hmm. and I wasn't. Like it was a good thing to watch while you were doing something else because you you know exactly what's going to happen pretty well. And you you never even if like you're not watching the whole time, you know what's going to happen. So you don't miss anything. So this is a bad movie. And it's about Brad Dourif, who is an old man who has uh, a cremation uh, facility where he cremates people, I guess. Yep. And for some reason, he has a skin condition because he saw his mom beat up his dad, so he picks his skin or something. It's a really lame thing. Uh, and a young, like, heroin emo kid, like you were talking about before, an uh, emo kid, again, yeah. uh, pops up in this, and uh, he gets an after-school job at this place. Um, but what you don't know is that Brad Dourif uh, murders bullies. Or people that ba- it's basically anyone he thinks is rude. Hmm. So like, there's like a scene Hannibal. where, da- yeah, kind of, yeah, exactly. Like that's I think that's the idea they had in this. Like, uh, um, people, uh, one of the Baldwin brothers, Daniel Baldwin, comes in in this movie, and they're like, "Do you do coffins?" And he's like, "No." He's like, "Why do you have a coffin?" He's like, "It's for show." And then Daniel Baldwin's like, "Okay," <laughs> and then his daughter's like, "Fag." Uh, they drop an f bomb in this one. Hmm. Uh, so the daughter calls Brad Dourif that, and he's like, "Excuse me." Uh, so then he goes out and he kills her. So he basically he kills anyone who he thinks is rude. Um, so this movie's bad, uh, and the after school kid uh, kind of learns that, like, not on his own, but he develops this thing where he kind of kills people he thinks is rude too. So it's kind of like a mentor and like a protege type deal. 
Um, so I wouldn't recommend this to anyone except for one scene or two scenes where Brad Dourif is killing people uh, because Brad Dourif is the coolest man. He's God's favorite son. I've talked about him many times before. Uh, he's such a good actor. And there's one scene where he's killing this teenage girl and it is like it's really brutal but not over the top because it feels very real in a sense. Hmm. Like he drags this girl out of a car and uh, she's like kind of crying and he's like he's like Shh. he's like telling her to like be quiet and he's like Shh. he's like don't worry don't worry it's okay. But then he grabs a bat and he like full on wails her once like right in the side. And she kind of like cries out and he's like, no, no, he's like, don't, don't, he's like, oh, don't worry. And he grabs a blanket and puts it over the girl so he doesn't have to look at her when he beats like the hell out of her. And I thought that was really like, I don't know, that scene, that scene, scene stuck out to me. I was mm-hmm. like, wow. Well, sometimes, I was like, that's a, you know, for a YouTube viewing, that's like all you mm-hmm. need, man. Yeah, so... Like, that's what I mean. That one scene, and it happens pretty early on in the movie. It's like, I think it's in the intro, actually. You could just watch that, and you'd be like, all right. And then you could clock it as you watch the movie. <laughs> uh, but I, that scene really stuck out with me. I, I was just like, fuck, he's a good actor. Because I don't know if that was in the script or if that was just something he did. Like, he's got this really unique kind of tender way that he does it. And it seems like a way that maybe this guy who just kills people would actually be like like he doesn't actually want to look at the girl as he kills her yeah so he puts a blanket on her and then he just beats the hell out of her with a baseball bat so that was that was good but the rest of the movie is pretty bad okay so just watch that and then i watched another movie that i didn't like either movie called raw meat ah also known as deathline yep from the director of poltergeist 3 and uh uh, gary sherman and uh vice squad Nice squad. And another movie that I actually, I had no idea he directed, but oh. I watched almost right after I watched this one. Dead and Buried. Dead and Buried. <laughs> so maybe I'll talk about that too. But, um, well. yeah. So I watched Raw Meat. It's about, it's a 70s British movie about cannibals that live in the sewers. Uh, this movie is super fucking boring. Yep. Christopher Lee pops up for five seconds. Uh, Donald Pleasance Pleasant is in it and he drinks tea a lot and that's kind of funny. Yep. Other than that, I just couldn't care less. Yep. I was on my phone the whole time. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I agree on all those fronts. Uh, it seems like, though, this movie has, like, a following of people. Like, people either, like, again, they either do not like this movie or they yep. really love it. Um, this movie just got a Blu-ray release from uh, Blue Underground that's, like, 40 yep. bucks. And I, like, sometimes just buy this stuff because I'm like, well, I might as well have a copy of it, but I have my like DVD of this that I have. And this is a movie I don't really like that much. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's, that's fine. I don't need this in the highest definition. I don't think I'm going to like it anymore. Um, like all, I remember being, yeah, the pacing of it's really slow. Um, mm-hmm. and like when it gets to like the good stuff, it's just like in passing, you're just like, Oh, that's it. Huh? It happens for like two minutes and it's done. Yeah. But yeah, it's really slow and like one of the chuds, like uh, his his wife dies and there's like a seven minute scene of him just like crying out and you're like, holy fuck, this is going on forever. Um, so that was bad. But I think the reason I, I had it in here is because it's like you said, like some for some reason there's a cult following for this movie. Yeah. Uh, much like his other movie, Dead and Buried, which yep. I watched also. Yeah. Um, Dead and Buried is this was actually like it's a cool movie. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, have you actually seen this? Yeah, I've seen it twice actually. Okay. Um, yeah. So it's it's like a town, and like when tourists go through, they kill the people. Um, but then one guy notices like that the people they kill are like kind of coming back to life, yeah. but they're just like living in the in the town as like an integrated part of the society, and like that's all kind of cool. And it had like some really cool scenes where uh, whenever they kill someone, they film it. And like uh, it's a very like almost like Children of the Corn type of deal where it's like an entire town is in on like a killing. And I thought that was cool. But then like when there's the reveal later, I was like, I was like, what? (laughs) Like, And it's in the way where it's like, well, why does this movie exist then? Right. Because it's basically like there's one guy who's not in on it. And then later out in the movie, you find out like why, and you're like, well, that doesn't really make sense. <laughs> it's like, why wouldn't he be in on it then? Right. And it's like, so what? What is the point of this movie? So it's it's a cool movie. It's like it's directed well, and uh, the scenes where they kill people is actually pretty good. Like, there's some gnarly fucking deaths in this movie. Uh, but mm-hmm. on the whole, mm-hmm. like, I liked it, but it, I was just. I, once it ended, I was like, so what was the point? Yeah, that's always been my feel with this movie is yeah. there's, like, stuff I like about it, but there's, like, so much going against it that makes it, like, like a all-time banger or anything like that. There's, yeah. like, cause there's, like, there's, like, awesome visuals. Like, the bandaged-up guy in this movie is, like, yeah. so yeah. good. Um, but, like, I always forget about it. Like, every time I, like, after I've watched it, and, like, I don't know, it's been a couple of years now since I watched it last, but I was like, what's that movie about? I remember the poster. The poster's really yeah. nice. But the poster's cool. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's yeah, there's some cool deaths. Like the bandage up guy gets it so bad. Like he's he's wrapped up in a fishnet and burned alive, but then he doesn't die and he's bandaged up, and then he gets like a needle in the fucking head. Yeah, and like there's a lot of cool or like gnarly deaths like that. It's got cool stuff. It's just there's some leaps in logic that I feel like are uh unav like unfor- unavoidable you know like yeah. sometimes it's like oh whatever you can look over that but that one was really it just it stuck out to me i was like i was like i don't understand like the point of this movie yeah oh yeah i that's kind of where i'm at with that one too other than to have like a m night Shyamalan twist at the end where it's like oh there you go yeah anyways do you want to bang off some more sure um well uh, I watched one that actually I was surprised by how good it was. Uh, and that yeah. was Bedlam, which is another uh, Val Luton produced movie uh, starring yeah. Boris Karloff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I kind of went in with this like begrudgingly. Like it's like, oh, it's one of my other 40s movies. Oh, great. Yeah. It's going to be a real slowdown, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, yeah, I've seen some of these Val Lutons. Like it's like 50 50 with these movies. Either they're like really good or they're very slow and they, they, they don't work for me. Like even like such a. Future Creeps is Cat People. I think that movie mm. is, like, really not that interesting. On the flip side, I think, like, I Walked with a Zombie and The Seventh Victim are, like, fantastic. Or, like, Curse of the yeah. Cat People is, like, in a, like one of, like, the most Super good. beautiful movies I've ever seen. So, mm-hmm. uh, so Bedlam, I went in, just like, oh, let's see what happens. And Bedlam's actually pretty good. Um, and it's like not really super popular. It just doesn't get talked about the same as like even like the Leopard Man, which is just okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Bedlam is a period piece starring uh, Boris Karloff and like probably one of the yep. be- best Boris Karloff performances I've seen. Where like mm-hmm. he is like the I guess you'd say the sadistic uh, like uh, operator of like an insane asylum in like whatever the 18th century. Uh, mm-hmm. And what happens is it opens up with sort of it's like a murder mystery where like a, a patient at this uh, insane asylum has died, and 
uh, this lord and his daughter kind of come by at that same time to pay a visit to the lord, like to the management there, because he's the lord of this area, and uh, she becomes really so, so. It's like you know she's like a forward-thinking woman of the era, and so yeah. she she wants to get to the bottom of this because the guy who killed himself he was perfectly normal like not that long ago, and like what caused him to go insane all of a sudden, and yeah. so they start asking questions. Boris Karloff is just awesome in his schemingness. Uh, <laughs> the lord character he's like the big fat bumbling kind of guy who gets easily manipulated, but basically mm-hmm. you get the the whole thing is like. Um, the 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 insane asylum people they don't like where this is going, um, and they basically yep. concoct a situation where like she's going to be interviewed in front of a panel to question her sanity, and that to mm-hmm. me is like a real fear. I think for like I think anybody to be brought up in front of a panel where you don't right. realize that they're gunning for you and they start taking like situations from your past, like recent past of things that are like well. Yeah, I didn't sell for this because I. So what happens is somebody has asked her to sell her parakeet, like that's worth like you know it's like a ten dollar parakeet in the 17th century, and they'll pay them like a hundred dollars, which is a, mm-hmm. a huge sum of money. And she's like, no, 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 no. But they then use this as evidence that she must be crazy. <laughs> and you're like, and she's like laughing. Okay. She's laughing it off. Like, what do you mean? I didn't take his offer seriously. I mean, he was just saying this, and like. Like, I didn't think it was real. And they're like, well, well, we're here to question. Like, because, I mean, that's not normal. But, you know, the fix is in to basically Mm -hmm. drive her crazy because she's getting too close to the truth. But, like, it plays with that idea of, like, I don't know. Sanity is one of those things that, like, I don't know. I feel like I don't want to find out if I'm crazy ever. I don't want to be put in a situation where, like, my my credentials are, like, questioned. And, like, I don't want to be like that. Because what if, like, I get the wrong jury or the wrong panel asking the questions and then I'm just fucked? Um, Mm -hmm. I want that sanity stamp or uh, on the my hand, like Homer Simpson. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but uh, Bedlam's like really cool. It's uh, it's all basically I guess based off of a William Hogarth painting, um, which of course you know all so much about being a big uh, art history buff. And oh yeah, um, William Hogarth is the the best. He's the best. But yeah, he's the best. Bedlam's really cool, and I think you dig it, and I think other people would too. It's really good. I uh, I saw that you watched this. And that's cool. And it's in um, my, I think, Universal, right? No, it's uh, it's Warner Brothers. So it's uh, Val Lewis oh. and stuff. It's one. It's down that the, side. The poster uh, confused me because mm. I, I was gonna say I have this on my file or my legally purchased pack of Universal monster picks yeah. and horror picks because I I saw it. And I was like, oh, I have Bedlam. I was like, I'm gonna get there eventually. Right. So. Yeah, it looks cool. Yeah, it's good. Um, and then my next movie uh, is probably one of the worst movies I've seen this month. Well, you said that last time, though. Oh, this one, I don't know, man. This might win it because it's like mm. it, sh- it shouldn't be this bad. And that's Horns. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the Joe Hill book. Based on the Joe mm-hmm. Hill book starring Daniel Radcliffe, directed by Alexander Aja. So, yep. RJ, uh, Horns is a book that I own and I've read, and yeah. I like the book. Uh, I yep. thought, like, what a great idea, great high concept. It, it mm-hmm. starts off, like, perfectly, and you're like, it just starts going, and he starts filling in all the information. Mm-hmm. So when I start this movie, and it decides, you know what? The audience is really dumb. 
We're going to give you a bunch of background shit that you don't need because who gives a fuck? Um, and that's what they decided to do. And it's like mm-hmm. so badly written. Um, I looked up the guy who wrote this. This is still the only thing he's written uh, for movies. Yeah. So that doesn't surprise me at all. Um, yeah, this movie just blows it big time for me. Um, mm-hmm. So the, the, the gist of the story is, and it's a great kind of start of a story. Um, mm-hmm. And actually probably make a, like a better Netflix miniseries probably. Um, mm-hmm. story about a guy with a terrible name, a Ignatiev a Parish, Iggy for short. Uh, Ignatius? I don't yeah. know. It's like a Catholic name. Yeah. Or like, or Russian. Cause I know there's an Ignatiev, uh, the film critic. Um, or, anyway, yeah. so the guy, he, he lives in a small town where yeah. everyone thinks he's guilty of murdering his, uh, girlfriend who was found like his bludgeoned to death, raped uh, in, in the forest. And everyone thinks that he did it because there's no one else that could have done it. Um, and basically the whole, everything, everyone's got their guns out for this guy. And he's like a drunk mm-hmm. and a piece of shit. Um, and, you know, he who knows what the next step for this guy is other than to go to trial and all that stuff. But one day, RJ, he wakes up mm-hmm. with horns growing out of his forehead. And this, sure of course, does. is unusual. This does not happen. Um but it seems like when he's like, he meets people, people are just kind of like, oh, hey, nice horns. Or like, oh, that's that's kind of weird. But like no one seems to be reacting the way that he is to the fact that he has horns mm-hmm. coming out of his head. But the other thing that's also happening is that anyone that kind of comes within the vicinity of him feels the need mm-hmm. to like spill their souls out to him and just be like, whatever their impulses is or feelings about things, mm-hmm. they just start telling him stuff. They just start confessing stuff to him. And, uh, at first he's like, Oh, that's weird. Like the girl that he's just like, uh, had a, a one night stand with, she's like, Hey, can I eat these donuts? And he's like, yeah, go for it. And she starts like stuffing her face with these donuts. And she's like, Oh mm-hmm. man, I feel really bad. Hey, can I, can I keep, should I still keep eating these donuts? He's like, yeah, whatever. Or why would you do that? Your stomach hurts. That doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he starts picking up on the fact that like all these things that people keep telling him that they want to do are bad things. And yeah. um, so he kind of has a superhero power now because this is like the movie presents it is like this is like mm-hmm. a dark superhero story um, with like a touch of Twin Peaks um, when you have Heather yep. Graham showing up as a uh, small town waitress uh, mm-hmm. and like a murder girl in the forest and a whodunit mm-hmm. going. It's like Twin Peaks-ish. So anyway... Uh, Daniel Radcliffe, this is definitely one of his more phoned-in performances, I think. He's very, yeah. he's super not that invested in this. Uh, I don't think really much – this movie doesn't have anything going for it at all. They have, like, entire scenes that just, like, I don't know. You, you go back to that book, and you're like, man, this, like, just lays out things perfectly. This would play out great in a movie. This book seems yeah. like it's been written to be a movie, but this mm-hmm. movie does not do the source material well <laughs> at all. Um, it's so frustrating uh, watching this because it's just like what all these blown opportunities. In fact, mm-hmm. it just starts making me like go like, man, maybe like maybe Joe Hill's like a terrible writer. Maybe like I shouldn't like read no. anything by him ever again. Like it's like no. that was like it was that bad of a movie that it had me yeah. feeling this way. Um, and then like this, oh, there's CGI fire in this movie that is just like mm-hmm. horrendous because it's like, well, I guess you can't set Daniel Radcliffe on fire, but by God, if we're going to make have a computer do it. 
and then he drives off. It, it, it's just so it looks so bad. The staging of it's so poor. Um, and then you think that oh yep. maybe he's all like gonna be scarred up and fucked up and burnt up for the rest of the movie. That would be rad. What a bold move. Oh no, he puts a necklace on and through the power of love. He heals up Christ. again. Power of Christ. Yeah. And then there's like the whole like I don't know. And this is kind of like where I start thinking back to the book too. Is like the like weird like weird like horror Madonna stuff in this movie. Yeah. It's like kind of cringy. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, oh, she, like, and then the <laughs> ending of the movie, they're in heaven now and everything's okay. Yeah. Uh, the demon battle sequence. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This, this movie's the shits. I, I fucking hated it. I'm also, it's most cause I was so disappointed too. Like yeah. I, I had some hopes for it that would be like, just okay. Like still okay or good. Yeah. But no, this movie is like pretty bad. Um, mm. yeah. So I don't know if you know this, but I've read a couple Joe Hill books. I've heard. Yeah. Uh, and we've talked about this at nauseum. Is that an expression? Yeah. Ad nauseum. Yeah. Uh, about Stephen King and I think by virtue Joe Hill, because he's basically Steve King Jr. I mean, he ascent he is, but, uh, a lot of their work doesn't translate the best to from book to film mm-hmm. uh and i think this is one of those cases uh i remember when i watched horns i thought it was okay uh but i think it was mostly at, out of uh dedication to mr <laughs> joe hill yeah uh because i had read the book and i really liked it and there were things in the movie where i was like uh, it's like i wish they didn't change that or <laughs> i wish they had given this thing more time because it was more important, and that's what the book is, a, is supposed to be about, but they don't. And it's, I think it's one of those deals. Um, the book, it's kind of like we were, what we've said with Stephen King ad- adaptations. There are things that happen in the book that actually do happen in the movie, like in Gerald's Game. But uh, when it happens in the book, like with the Moonlight Man, whatever, yeah. um, it's it's more like acceptable mm-hmm. and like the way you can read think the way you read stuff and the way you interpret that like i think it's easier to take in and then then when you just see it and when you just see it being shown to you because like when you read it you can you can kind of build it for yourself so i think this movie suffers a lot from that because there are some things in the movie that i like you're saying that you don't like those some of those things are in the book but they're not as like when I was reading, at least, I was never like, Ugh. it was kind of well, like, all right, it's it's the fil- it's the filmmaking though too, because like yeah. when, when we were yeah, yeah. when we were talking about Gerald's game, I think that like that fine finale, the denouement stuff, like that stuff is so yeah. badly made that it doesn't yeah. like it makes that material even worse and like unnecessary. Like it seems like yeah. the filmmaking was bad, therefore like they they knew it was bad, so it's like why yeah. is it in the movie? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, so, Horns, I just felt like, yeah, it just, like, wasn't, like, yeah. a really well-made movie. And it's got, like, all this shit, like, the, with the girl. She's, like, of course, she's, like, got her wild red hair flowing. Yeah. And she's, like, really into the fucking Pixies and fucking David Bowie. Like, all, like, yeah. all the all the Christian girls I know are really into that, RJ. And it's, like, no, they're fucking not. Well, go go listen to your fucking Garden State soundtrack, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, this this fucking movie's so, music, too, is just, like, I, eye-rolling. I, I, I understand some of it. So remember when I read Nosferatu and uh, I was, I was kind of like, Oh dear. Whereas like Joe Hill's really out of touch with the, with the kids when he didn't know like what ecstasy did. And right. it was like, 
they had characters like a fat guy who wore Marvel t-shirts and named his son Bruce Wayne. And you're just like, holy fuck, Joe Hill is like you're <laughs> it's like you're not 70 like Steve. <laughs> Are you that out of touch? Yeah. So some of that is him. But uh, um, no, I, I like horns like the book. Uh, but I've said it a lot of times. If you if you want man heart shaped box, it's the best. If anyone's interested, that is the absolute best. Which, which actually, uh, I looked up the why that doesn't have a movie yet. Um, it's Warner it's floated Brother, around. Warner, Warner Brothers has that uh, has those rights, and I guess Neil Jordan was going to direct it, but that never happened. And that was like 2007 that they bought those rights. So that's 10 years of limbo. It's one of those ones where the script is on like like that blacklist or whatever, oh. or maybe not. No, it's bought, but it's like, yeah, it's just kind of in, yeah, like what you said in Limbo. The company owns it. They Pro- just, they're not making hell. it. Yeah. Yeah, production hell. But Lock and Key is supposedly going to be made now. So. Again. <laughs> Again. Anyways. So, yeah, Anyways. you don't like horns. Horns stinks. Uh, yep. I watched a, a very 90s movie called Nadja. Yeah. Uh, this mm-hmm. is uh, a movie that it's been on my radar for a while. I mean, you know that that list of like kind of modern New York based vampire movies, of which there's like three. Uh, this is the the third one I had not seen. Uh, the first one that I always think of is Habit, the uh, Larry Fessenbender movie. Which or did I say that right? Yep. Ben, yeah, something like that. Yeah, fuck. Oh, I'm blanking out on it too. Fessenden. Um, yep. Habit. Habit's great. I like Habit a lot. That's like yep. a very good movie. Uh, there's the yep. Addiction. Uh, directed by Abel Ferreira, which is like fine, but very, I thought it was kind of a boring movie. Um, it's like Christopher Walken and stuff like that. And it, it looks, it's stylish, which is kind of mm-hmm. like what this movie is going for. Nadja, which was produced by David Lynch. Uh, for some reason, like Ooh. he had this window of time where like he's produced like a handful of movies that he doesn't actually direct. Uh, one of them being yep. crumb. Uh, and then mm-hmm. there's a couple other ones, uh, like that one, uh, one he did with Werner Herzog, my son, my son, what have you done? And oh, yeah. and, and Nadja is another one of these movies. Um, mm-hmm. So this movie though, it is it was good, eh? Nineties man, nineties. Yeah, like I don't know. Some people might be like really into this like kind of nostalgia for it. Yeah. I'm not ready to look at movies like this at this point in my mm-hmm. life. I, it's too close to me. I don't see any of the charm. Like I, I had this like problem yeah. with 80s movies too. Like I remember yeah. the very first time I watched Manhunter, I was kind of like, oh man, look at this. This is 80s-ish, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And I just like couldn't get past that. So who knows? Maybe like 10 years from now, this movie will be like, wow, man, it really captures the era well. But I don't think it will. Um, I think this movie is just like... Uh, Total the best art arty, not even arty, like our art star nineties um hip, hip trying to be hip with like pixel vision cameras, which you have yeah. no idea what I'm talking about when I say that, but it's Yeah, like, I totally know about that. <clears throat> oh yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, because you're a big fan of Slacker. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, that's that Kevin Smith movie, right? Indeed. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Nadja was a dud for me, but I I don't know. People could check it out and actually like it way more than me. I mean, it's got a fucking awesome cast, though. Uh, Peter mm-hmm. Fonda plays, like, essentially the brother. It's like a modern-day retelling of Dracula is the best way of putting it. Uh, yeah. Peter Fonda plays, like, the brother of, of Van Helsing, so he is also a Van Helsing, and they hunt vampires. But it's, like, a very realistic world where, like, people just talk about it, and you're like, that guy sounds like a crazy old man. And yeah. He looks like he like rides his bicycle around New York City, uh, and then uh, Jared Harris is in this movie as like the brother. Oh, no. Yeah, and he's like, and they all they're all rocking skullets too. <laughs> and, yeah. Like, so like, this movie has like all the bits and pieces to be good. David Lynch has a cameo, yeah. and he's all again. He's like like the best actor at work. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I don't know. This movie is just like I just checked out. At some point, you know, it's just like, hmm, this movie's still going. Oh, it's only 90 minutes, but it feels way longer mm-hmm. than that. So that was fine. <laughs> it's a movie that exists, and I don't have to it's, watch it again. It sounds good. It sounds really good. Yeah. Uh, and so after watching that, I was like, you know what? Fuck, I have to watch, like, another slasher movie to clear my palate. So I watched yeah. Graduation Day. Now, this movie doesn't, like, stand out in the, like, kill department at all. In fact, it's, like, mm-hmm. pretty minimal stuff. But it definitely has the 80s-ness that I was, like, craving made in 1981. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, a it's a movie of, like, who's the one seeking revenge killing all the members of the track team off? Um, yeah. There's lots of 80s fashion, uh, lots of high shorts. Uh, there's the prom. Mm-hmm. There's just like angry assholes, bad stepdads yelling at their daughter, <laughs> calling them bitches multiple times. The, all Ooh. the stuff that you love in the 80s. Yeah. Characters were written like in an exaggerated but kind of realistic way that they're just not written like anymore. Um, yeah. But I didn't mind this. It's not like a, a, a like a big recommend or anything like that. There's better slashers you should watch. Mm-hmm. But it for like just like comfort food, Graduation day was good, and it was nice to watch after Nadja. Uh, one more I'll throw your way, RJ, is uh, uh, in your wheelhouse. <gasps> uh, this little picture uh, called Night Beast. Yeah. Uh, it's another Don Dohler film. As discussed uh, last week, you watched The Alien Factor, mm-hmm. and I said I'd begin around watching this, and I have. Uh, mm-hmm. This movie, man, Night Beast fucks dudes up like yeah all the time this movie legit oh yeah this movie so he cra- so so night beast he crashes on earth like uh-huh. his ship gets hit by a meteorite he lands uh-huh. on earth and he's like in the middle of like baltimore like in like the, the countryside of baltimore and he's just like huh yeah. well better start killing people nice and so he has his ray gun which is way superior to like our fucking bullets cuz he just mm-hmm. fucking evaporates people and he's going through killing dudes young dudes children fucking cars he just blasts you and so the 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 dopey sheriff and his uh people they'll show up like half of them get wiped out in the first like 10 minutes of the movie and you're like how like where does this movie go from here like they they have no chance it's like kind of awesome Mm -hmm. like how they set this up um they're able to uh disable the uh this like fucking automatic weapon thing that just kills you immediately uh but then mm-hmm. you're still left with night beast who like apparently is immune to like bullets um mm-hmm. and he just fucking throws rips your throat out and like decapitates you and just he messes you up and he, that's all this movie nice. is is him going around fucking killing people and then there's also some uh tender love scenes between the sheriff and his deputy Ooh. very sensual very consensual 
there's lots of like can I take my shirt? You have to say that. <laughs> oh no! But it's like it's like I'm I'm, I'm laying. It is so consensual. It's like can I take my shirt off? And then it takes the shirt off, and she's like, "Can I take my shirt off now?" And then they take off their shirt, and then they take off okay. their pants, and then they come together and they just hug and they just start making out in this like room, and then they just lay down, yeah. open thighed, and it's just like, man, what a what a picture! And it's like this is bringing in all those like young teenagers who want to see people make out because it's like, yeah, <laughs> they do, but they don't want to see these two doing it. Yeah, um, yeah. So this movie's like pretty good. Nice. I think you'll dig it. Uh, yeah. I like this Don Dollar style. He's actually got like a weird slasher movie that I'm going to check out maybe uh, called Fiend. That like, I think it's like a piece yeah. of shit. It doesn't have aliens in it. So it's mm. a, little, a little dicey there. But uh, yeah. I, 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 I like what he's laying down. He, he knows he knows what he's doing. Um, there's a, there's a, The movies just like exude charm. They're just, they're great. I love them. Like me. Like you. If I were no, ever not. to make an alien movie, I think it would be like this, guys. I you you'd hope because I think a lot of yeah. people also try to do that and they fail miserably. Well, based on the one that I saw, it would. I I feel like if I were to make an alien movie, it would very much be like that. Yeah, he's got one more after this one, Galaxy Invader, that like yeah. also is like I think it's supposed to be like quite the step down from Night Beast because I mean Night Night Beast fucks you up, but I don't know about Galaxy Invader. Well, so Alien Factor is a good starting point, and then maybe I'll watch Galaxy Invader next, and then I'll work my way up to the yeah. Night Beast. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. The other thing I was, I was watching this uh, with Chanel, and she was really creeped out by Night Beast. She was describing nice. him as like this like smooth poo monster, because <laughs> he's, he's very like I don't know. He's like the way that like when guys are in a costume and they have that yeah. unnatural movement with the weird stiff arms. She says that's yeah. way creepier than like like you know like a regular. Movement, monster yeah. would be like a regular guy would be. It's like, oh god, there's something wrong with it. Oh god, and he's all smooth and brown. Oh, he's like a poo ape. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Poo ape for prez. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So uh, back to you. I think we should start winding down because. Yeah, I, I I got three. I'm gonna burn them off here quick okay, for you. Do it. Uh, I watched a movie that you didn't like, which I can't believe. Uh, I watched Necronomicon. Okay. Uh, the Brian Yuzna, uh H.P. Lovecraft anthology movie. Did he direct all the segments or no. just, yeah? No, no. Uh, he just did, I think he did the two. Last, thought, and then, yeah. uh, and then this other dude did, um, did one. The guy who did Silent Hill, he did one or two. Oh, and also Brotherhood of the Wolf. Yeah, Brotherhood of the Wolf. I've seen that movie. I remember liking it when I was like 10. Yep. Can't remember now. Yeah. But, uh, so this is a sh- like an anthology movie about Lovecraft stuff. Um, I thought this was awesome, uh, because I actually didn't find the first two stories boring at all, uh, which I feel like you, like your, your review didn't say that, but, um, I feel like that's something people would say is that the first ones are kind of boring and then they just lead up to something. I thought the first two stories were super cool, uh, and they both, uh, climax, Mm -hmm. that's a word I'm going to use, uh, with wicked fucking practical effects. Yep. Uh, I posted one to the Criterion Creep Instagram. If you want to mm-hmm. check it out, it's the uh, the end of the second story where uh, a guy's body melts, and it is just gnarly. Yeah, it is exactly what you would expect out of a Brian Yuzna uh, but, affair. But, but that isn't him either, though. That's uh, no, I I yeah. I know that one's not him, but I feel like it's like if he was around, like because it 
that's the kind of practical effects he has in his movies a lot is like stuff yeah. like that. So, um, and then the last because I booked that that's probably uh, what you're thinking. It's not Brian Yesna, but it's uh, Screaming Mad George. Okay, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, who is a sometime collaborator with yeah. Brian Yesna? Right. Well, yeah, because he also did because that's all Bride of, Bride of the Reanimator too is uh, yeah. Screaming Mad George. Yeah. So uh, that stuff is just amazing yep. uh because the guy's body body melts in the second one in the first one you get like a cthulhu monster where it's like a lady but like octopus tentacles come yeah. out of her mouth and then she's like all hairy and i thought that was really cool and then the last story is um like a really sad pro-choice kind of story about like a lady who like might give her baby up or might have an abortion and then it's like all this stuff is weird metaphors for like uh, a child living inside of a human. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like really kind of dark and like baby blood <laughs> kind of. Yeah, it's like it's like what baby blood would be like inside the womb. Mm. Uh, so that one's really sad and kind of uh, kind of gross. But um, mm-hmm. I thought like all the effects in this movie are just so good. Yep. And I actually didn't mind this, like any of the stories either. I thought this was awesome. And I was, uh, I couldn't believe that, um, you didn't like it. I was just taken <sighs> aback. I thought this was a Jarrett pick. Yeah. So my, I went into Necronomicon blind. Cause like, I was just like, Oh, Brian Yuzna. I, I don't even know if I was super like turned onto him, like specifically yep. at that point. Um, but I went into this, I'm like, Oh, it's a Lovecraft like anthology. Neat. And so I watched this, um, and, what I remember is like the library stuff, like the the the, the framing yep. sequence with Jeffrey Combs playing like H.P. Lovecraft. That stuff's mm-hmm. like that's Yuzna. Uh That stuff is yep. like real, like kind of mm, it's dated, sort of like not great movie stuff. Yeah. Uh, the first story is the Christoph Gaines one, which is like the kind of like semi period piece kind of story with like the aquatic sort of stuff. And then the yep. second one is the kind of uh, was the cold. Or something like that. That's the one directed by the Japanese guy, um, and it's just like a Adam. Or was it Herb? Not Her- Herbert West, but like Charles Dexter Ward story of like a man like living forever, and it's like a freezing cold house, uh, yeah. is, is, or something like that. And it's like it's all being using like antifreeze essentially is like the idea. Like when uh, mm. when Lovecraft wrote it back in the twenties, he's like, yeah, someone did this. They keep their house cold, and whatever, to be stay like yeah. alive for years and years. Um, and I just like. And then the third one is the like fucking dark story of like uh-huh. going into like the Yogshlagoth's like underground lair and like it's so violent and like terrifying. Um, yeah. But I think the thing that like I'm just based on my notes here is that like on that one, like the actress is so bad in that story. Mm. Like she's garbage. And I think like most of the like characters and the acting is so bad in this that it annoys me so much because the effects yeah. are so good. Like, as you said, yeah. like they're so fantastic. It's like, fuck this movie mm-hmm. could be like, that's, that's like more like my disappointment with why yeah. this movie couldn't be way better. Like all it would be yeah. like, Hey, just like, I don't know, write a better, like slightly better script, get like better actors and like keep everything else and then you'd have like an all-time classic like wicked movie but like they just like oh it's like cuz like yep. for me like i think when i give this two <clears throat> stars it's like i can't recommend this to people cuz it's like got so many like things that like bug me but like the effects like watch them online or like watch that last story like that would be kind of my 
like feeling mm-hmm. on it. But I mean, I, I if, it, if this movie comes out on Blu-ray, I'm buying it. Like I'll, I'll I will buy this movie oh, yeah. in a heartbeat. Like I want it, but it's like it just bugs mm-hmm. me that it's like it's not perfect. Like it just like it's, it sh- and it should be. And that's like so maybe it's not a like <laughs> my, mm-hmm. my whatever two star review is just like frustration with sure. what it should be and like how good it yep. really could be. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, I, I I understand what you mean. Like, I it didn't bother me as much. I would say like, give this some time, give it a couple years, and if that blue ever comes out, get that and watch it again. I think you might you might like it a little bit more. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, the acting didn't really bother me. You get the scientist from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two in this. That was pretty cool. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, <laughs> Because I was watching, was, it, that, I was was, like, that was the window he would have been still working. Yeah, I was like, I was like, why do I know that guy? I was like, he's in a movie where he's a scientist, and it was bugging me for like twenty minutes. And I was like, oh, Ninja Turtles, there it is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, I thought this movie was super dope. So uh, I, I will recommend this. Yeah. I thought the effects alone are worth it. But um, yeah, I, well, I'd say give it a couple years for you. Yeah, no, this movie is like just like looking at my like. Uh, people I follow there's 19 people I follow who've watched this and it is like pretty split um, like there's mm-hmm. eight eight people are with me rating it like two and a half stars or less and then yeah. like the one two three four five six seven eight eight and then the other eight people are rating it three and a half stars or above and then there's a couple mm-hmm. people that are like right in the middle at three um, so I mean it's it's a it all depends on like what decisions are there that like if there's like a thing in there that sets you off there's enough there's too much of it for you to like it but if you're like fine with that thing then you're probably mm-hmm. blind to it and then you can enjoy it which is i guess good for you like me <laughs> lucky, yep. lucky you <laughs> i guess yeah but, lucky me because there's like some like yeah the effects are like awesome like it's like blob level uh return of the living dead three level like, oh yeah amazing effects yeah it is truly spectacular yep. so uh that movie ruled i really enjoyed it uh and then just really quickly i watched black sunday the uh, Mario Bava movie. Right. Uh, and this is kind of like, uh, it's kind of like uh, Dracula meets Satanism. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's almost exactly that. Like there's an old lady or there's like a lady who was burnt at the stake as a witch. And Barbara then 200 Steel. years. Yeah, Barbara Steele. And then 200 years later, she comes back um, Dracula style. Uh, I watched this last night. I thought it was pretty good, man. Uh, it's got some sweet visuals. Uh, it's a big nice influence gothic. on Tim Burton. Oh, I, <laughs> I, I didn't piece that together, but now that you say it, I can see that. Totally. Yeah, that, that's actually why I think I remember this movie came onto my radar years and years ago yeah. is Tim Burton talking about black Sunday. Yeah, that makes total sense. Um, this movie's good. Uh, I liked it and I, I like, there was some really cool stuff in it and I didn't really realize like know why I didn't love it. And then I saw something that actually like I, cause I logged it on Letterboxd and then I went to the page and one of the, I don't know if it's someone I follow or if it's just one of the top reviews, someone was saying how there's, um, the dubbing, uh, loses some of like, uh, some of the, like the effect or like the weight of it yeah. because like, and I was like, that's, definitely what it was like i didn't notice while i was watching but there's there's some scenes where it's a guy's like all right i'm here now okay i'm gonna go over there now see you later and and like i didn't realize while i was watching it but when i saw that i was like that's exactly what it was is um because i usually like dubbing because i'm lazy and it's like (laughs) dubbing is fun sometimes there's goofy stuff in dubs but uh no yeah the dubbing kind of um dials this one back from 
from being great, I guess. It'd be nice to have just a, a straight translation with subtitles, you but know what and sucks maybe, too is yeah. I think so. Cause like you borrowed my DVD of it um, yep. and it's on Blu-ray, but I'm just looking here and I think it's, it might only have Oops. the English on it. Oh, yep. That's so annoying. Yeah. So this movie, I, I saw, I've only seen the once I like, I paid way too much money for this DVD cause it went out of print. Yeah. Uh, and so I, there's the only way that I could get it. Like that was before, torrenting and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh so like yeah I, i've watched it once and i remember liking it i didn't love it because i paid way too much money for it and i was like kind of like uh, yeah. i don't know if it's worth that much but i remember it looked good but yeah mm-hmm. that's cool yeah it's been a long time since i've seen black sunday though like it's yep. at least 10 years uh yeah it's cool and it's really pretty and it, it just kind of sucks that uh the dubbing uh, the dubbing i guess kind of takes some stuff away from it so it's too bad but uh, yeah, Black Sun is wicked. And then just lastly, this morning I got I was up nice and early and I watched a little gem called Mystics in Bali. Huh. Uh, um, this movie came to my radar because of uh, the Cinemassacre boys, James Rolfe on Monster Madness. Um, this was on there. And I remember I watched the review and it just looked like just the weirdest shit. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's cool. Uh, so I throw this fucker on. <laughs> and it was... It, like if you have to wake up early, this is a good movie to watch when you're still kind of tired because it was like it's so goofy. There's no real plot. It's like a lady goes to Bali to learn witchcraft. That's it. Uh, there's some fun stuff like she meets this old witch and there's a scene where the witch is like really thir- like really thirsty. Yeah. And so the girl brings out like sodas and then this really long like a uh, snake come tum- comes out of the woods and drinks up all the sodas and it's like oh thanks man i was mad thirsty and then the tongue goes to the lady's like thigh and gives her a sweet tattoo and it's like it's a fucking troll doll it is like it it is it's a troll doll and you're just like what and then later the lady like her head comes off of her body but all of her organs are attached to her head still and it flies around and it sucks fetuses out of ladies Mm -hmm. and then there's people who transform into pigs and there's dope pig suits um this movie's not good yeah it's not good but uh it's kind it's fun Mm -hmm. like if you were with some people you could probably have some fun with it yeah uh but most of it is just boring so yeah I, I liked your review about how a lot of this movie is just like tender kissing on the cheeks or something like that. <laughs> that and that's neat, but yeah. Yeah. yeah that, Anyways. I, yeah, that movie is like, I'm glad I have a copy of it. Because yeah. it's a movie that pops up, it seems often. People are like, oh, I want to see this thing. You're like, well, here it is. But uh, yeah, it's like, it's not a good movie. It's not well made. It's very like repetitive. Uh, once in a while, you do get these like really like crazy visuals or like insane little moments, but they're like far and few between for the most part. It's not a nonstop like what the fuck's going to happen next. Um, yeah. From the same neck of the woods, I would just tell people watch Lady Terminator because that movie delivers. That movie's there. You su- go. Super rad. Uh, and like, it, it's like, it, it's like kind of like you're watching like these like Indonesian, like weird, like fucking movies that are like, what the hell am I watching? But it actually yeah. is like very entertaining throughout, uh, where it's Mystics in Bali. There's a lot of like, oh man, mm. just give me that gif. <laughs> give me the gifts. Yeah, yeah. Of that head floating around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, uh, that's it for me. Okay. I, I watched a few movies today. Most of them weren't very good. I will talk about the one really, really good movie. Uh, mm. I highlight so far of the month. Uh, and that's the movie called dark waters. 
Not to Ooh. be confused with Dark Water. Uh, this movie I had yeah. never heard of before until mm-hmm. I was listening to some podcast or another, and they mentioned Dark Waters, and I was like, and they described it, and I'm like, 93, mm-hmm. late cycle Italian horror movie, like weird cult, Lovecrafty stuff. I'm like, well, it just came out on Blu-ray. I guess I'll uh, take mm-hmm. a take a blind buy on it and see if it works out. So, a lot of times it doesn't, but sometimes there's a winner. And this movie, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, this movie is like really interesting. Um, Ooh, it, nice. Yeah, it, it's a it's so it's a slow burn, uh, and the movie mm-hmm. like really meanders and doesn't really have like a clear thoroughfare. Uh, it's got like sort of like yep. a unique Italianness to it, where it's like it seems like nobody behaves quite right like people are like what are you mm-hmm. doing on this island that's filled with nuns that are like trying to kill you like aren't you like concerned like should you be trying to like defend like just hide out until the guy with the boat comes back and you can leave but you have to see it through to the end and you're just like well fuck it we're here anyway we're gonna die we might as well mm-hmm. like just do what we're gonna do um and yeah like the movie is just like littered with like amazing visuals this movie looks awesome uh i guess mm-hmm. it was like shot in the ukraine um, because mm-hmm. it was like, which is like in 1993, it was just like after the Soviet Union had collapsed and like, obviously still to this day, Russia and Ukraine's relationship is like odd, uh, yeah. and tenuous. So this movie like was made like under this, like weird fighting going on between like what they could and couldn't do and filming and stuff mm-hmm. like that content wise. And this is a movie it's like presents like, like Catholicism in this strange, violent way. But the, the idea is that they're like doing it for a purpose uh, to stop a greater evil. And, uh, Isn't that what it is all about? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. It's all about that, but more more violent, more kitchen Ooh. knives and blades. And just, just like, there's just shots of just people just getting thunked, 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 and stabbed, and stabbed, and stabbed. And you're just like, huh. whoa. And uh, yeah, like this movie looks great. Um lead actress is like uh she's like that jennifer Connelly phenomena kind of vibe like she's like okay uh, like it's very like it's not like an argento movie at all um this guy like who directed it he made one movie and this was like his big thing and uh hmm. yeah like super strange i'm really glad that um severin put this out on blu-ray because yep. yeah like i'd never heard of it and it seems like everyone that watches it if you're like into like the 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 slow burn horror kind of occult sort of stuff uh and you and you kind of have hope and pray that it like is going to like pay off this movie totally does uh i liked it a lot um Hmm. i think i I was like dozing off briefly but i was like legit like needing to nap like i needed so i got up and you know had some like uh jelly on toast and a banana and i was uh i was good Mm -hmm. to go and uh yeah no this movie is like really cool and i think more people should watch it i liked it a lot a great I'll, deal. I'll add it to the list. Nice. Yeah, it sounds cool. Yeah. Um, well, I think with that, we're going to mm-hmm. call our quits. And, uh, you know, recording here for two and a half hours. Uh, Good go, Lord. Go watch go watch the movie or something. I'll try. Yeah. It's like midnight now, but. Yeah. All right. Geez. Well, I got to go edit. So uh, yeah, well. we'll be back for Variety Lights uh, in a few days. Unless, not watching unless, that unless RJ thing. quits, um, yeah. and uh, yeah, we'll we'll kind of go from there. It's it's Halloween in like two days. Mm-hmm. Get spooked. Yeah, we'll we'll see about I don't know maybe doing a a, a ghoul school next weekend. I don't know that's a possibility. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. yeah. But uh, anyways, uh, good night for now. Creep it mm-hmm. real. 
Um, exams are in a week because we're school. No one cares about that. No. Creep it real for Halloween. Watch uh, Necronomicon or Dark Waters. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Peace.